0: and everyone welcome to the paranormies present the nationalist inquirer i'm johnny monoxide and tonight i am joined by Reinhard von krieger hello sir what's up
1: just finished my yogurt ready to go
0: oh good you did it before the show all right uh also joining us this evening for his first nationalist inquirer hudson what is up how's it going everybody glad to be here johnny right on man and joining us down in the dungeon taking notes actually he'll be reading some notes tonight most likely grognak hello
2: yes i'm back finally i was busy it's
0: all right those dungeons they they, they just don't clean themselves
2: well i found a good one and i didn't want anyone else to go inside of it so i've been just taking piles of sand and trying to like just bury it with sand with sand
0: so you're you're go back. I think it's Tepe-ing gonna take it. me
2: longer than it took to build the dungeon.
0: It, yeah. Well, that's what I heard. I, I heard it took him longer to bury Göbekli Tepe than it did to actually build Göbekli Tepe.
1: Yeah. Do, do you have some kind of like like teleportation stone to get back in, so that you don't just have to unbury it every single time? Please
2: tell yeah. me you I'm,
0: gave
1: yourself a failsafe. You, I'm not giving that away
0: on it. Don't. What do you? Reinhardt, why? You're doing it's the not thing, like he's away you're doing the thing where you're trying to get people to dox themselves. So I knew it. It was I'm you all sorry. along, Reinhardt. It was you. No, I don't know what that means. Anyways. Yes. Uh, sir not appearing this evening is Dogbot and Old Skull. Uh, Skull is sleeping and Dogbot is chupacabra-ing or whatever. I don't know what he's doing. He's got the night off, though.
1: Alright. welcome. Skull doesn't sleep. Come on.
0: Yeah, I know. Skull doesn't sleep. Skull naps occasionally. Um... I wish I wish I could do that. I gotta get like I gotta get like a good six hours straight, otherwise, you know, minimum. I'm saying minimum. Like I, I like I'd like a nice ten, but that doesn't ever happen. Anyhow, we're here live on Pilled on D Live on Odyssey. Welcome everybody. Thanks for joining us. Who's in the thing? We got oh, the, you got negative zero Revelation Slug Knight Sleuther Raiko. They're all in the Pilled chat. What's up? Let's go check on D Live real quick. Who we got over there? Uh, Who's in the D live chat? There's a few people. I don't see anybody talking. So whatever. We'll get back to you guys in D live and Odyssey isn't working for me. So whatevs.
1: Yeah. Odyssey has been really finicky lately. I don't know that platform. Like so many people use it and it works really well for them. But I have had issues recently.
0: I do not like it. I I do not like it at all. So sorry, Odyssey people. But you got You got to fix it. Pilled is dude. Pilled is slick. It is the new interface is nice. Uh, it's smooth. It has not, it has not done any of the freezing that it did before. That could also be my internet. Who knows? Uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, Pill is really nice. Yeah, a lot. Of, yeah, a
1: lot of that was back-end updates that were happening, and a couple of them coincided with our show on Tuesdays. <laughs> um, oh well, there you they, go. And they have the new UI up. They don't have to do that for right now.
0: Oh, there you go. Cool. Much thanks to the dev team. Yes.
1: Yes. Great guys. Um, The gold pill system remains the same. Um, If you slide on over there, a couple tabs uh, right below the live stream. In the second hour, you see the scratch-offs. Those will be released in the second hour where you can just get some free ones too. Um, all of those gold pills go towards making this show better for you guys. Um, new content, more content coming, as we always say, oh, making the website sure. better, all stuff like that.
0: There will be more content, there will be a lot more content. We're gonna do all kinds of fun stuff, right? Absolutely, okay. all right. Yes, we are. We have, um, well, it's, it's the Nationalist Inquirer, so we have news and stuff to get to. But do we have any any housekeeping type stuff? Oh, we have an email that I have to read. Uh, we have a couple, actually. But... Uh, where is it? Oh, wait, that's not... Oh, there it is. I was like, that's not the right one. So we sent, we sent Simon Shack an email. He He came on the show. And we sent him a link to the show that we did. And he sent us another email. And he says, hey, Paranormy guys. I'm not doing his accent. I listened to our 9-11 podcast last night on my big studio loudspeakers. Listening to long podcasts is something I do before going to sleep. They put him to sleep. And I just wish to tell you that for the first time ever, all caps, I didn't doze off midway through the podcast as I usually do. And this, because of the sheer positive energy and good vibes that you guys exude, you guys truly rock, all of you. I would absolutely love returning to your show to talk about my Tycho's model. Let's do it. Love and respect, Simon. Hell yeah, guys.
1: Hell yeah. That is awesome. He was a lot of fun.
0: It was. dude. And I know it was late for him, so the next time we're going to work around his schedule a lot more. What we'll do is we'll do it earlier in the day on like a Saturday, whatever. And we'll get it. We'll get him where it's where he's like dinner time, and we're like you know past breakfast because he's in he's in Italy. Also, uh, somebody somebody in the comments section uh, said that he there's no way he's Swedish with that accent. I was like, that's you know, hey, I'm not gonna argue with the man.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, either way, whether he wants to keep his actual ethnicity secret or not, like his national nationality
0: secret or yeah. not, whatever. A lot, of, a lot of people do that. Mostly, well, Jew, yeah. he
1: said he lives in Italy.
2: Yeah, he lives you know, in Italy, but right, but he's Swedish. Those Europeans are all about like their bloodline and their lineage. So, to him, he's a Swiss guy living in Italy, right? Swedish, Swedish, Swedish,
0: Swedish.
1: We don't we have Swiss people on the
2: show. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I always yeah. see
0: that. we don't get the Swiss. Okay, we don't do Swiss guests.
1: Yeah, not no even, Feds. Yeah, not even a Swiss.
2: Jews. Sorry, sorry, Simon.
0: Yeah, Oof. <laughs> we have to write back. Write him back. Be like sorry about what Grognak said. <laughs> you haven't listened to this, <laughs> but <laughs> we'll edit it out of the podcast of this. He won't, he won't you won't. won't have listened go. to the live stream. You Kidding! Go. I don't edit. All right, <laughs> <laughs> and you guys know that's true because it's like I'll be like Grognak, where is that spot? And was this a timestamp? And then I forget
1: yeah usually you'll text me like the next day at the end of the day hey do you remember where this was and i spend the next like 30 minutes trying to remember
0: <laughs> yeah it and helps if the there time- was a good joke around it by the, right this is always raw footage folks that's right it's raw live we're doing it live fuck it we're doing it live that's right Dogbot's not here to do the fuck it we're doing it live bill o'reilly i did it for him All Right. so news you guys want to get right into it or to um Anything else? Anybody have any shitposty stuff before we jump into the actual content? What was the other email? Oh, the other email. That's right. Thank you, Grognek. There was a second email. Um... Oh, never mind. I'm not reading this one. This is more of a personal letter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I was joking. No, he just is scandalous. I was, uh, was like, no, not for me. I mean, everybody from the show has access to the email Hudson. So,
1: no, that's true. I know. I, I think I knew, I knew the one you're talking about.
0: Yeah, no. Um, okay, so here's one. Here's one. Here's one. Oh, that one. Why Ken Ooh. Burns is exposing America's evils during the Holocaust, even though we often at times fail to agree on the mud flood and Tartarian historical facts. This is the guy who sends us the stuff about bricks and stuff, Reinhardt. Um yes. this is something I do believe we both agree to be pure evil and a striking example of atrocity propaganda. And he dropped the link to the Daily Beast article on uh the exposing America's evils during the Holocaust. And he said Ted Kaczynski was correct one hundred percent. Thanks, MDM. Yes. Uh this Daily Beast article, by the way. Um, I wanna Yeah. I actually want to go over this and um this is a huge lie of it. Like, this is just like some gaslighting and uh, talks about America being proto-fascist is proto-fascist. And, um, you know, all these heartbreaking uh, stories about, you know, how America could have done more to prevent and save Jews from the Holocaust. So anyways, I want to go over this. Um, and yes, MDM, I actually agree with you on this. While I don't agree with the brick thing and, you know, Debunked your debunking—that was fun, though. I actually don't mind exchanges like this. You know, no, oh, those, those are good. He st- well, he started off with a bit of an attitude, so I, I gave him a little bit back, and now we're kind of like ban. It's a little more friendly bancing and not more as defensive bans. You know, um, we'll, we'll get we'll get around to it because again, our our feelings and thoughts on Tartaria and the mud flood are like the flood of mud—quite liquid, and changeable. Um, we're not married to a single one of those theories, as evidenced by, like, you know, season one when we used to make fun of the flat Earth theories, and now we have not just entertained them, but we are, you know, um... uh, what's Believers? the word? I'm looking for? I wouldn't necessarily believe preeminent it. scholars. Oh, well, yeah, we are some of the most preeminent scholars on on the uh, the realm. Not that, but like, we don't. We're use... patriots. Yeah, we're patriots. That's what it is. We're patriots, patriots. Thank yeah. you. Flat Earth patriots. Thank you. Thank you, Grogman. We are the yes. Worthy, yes. Dude. F- Fep. We're part of the FEP. The flat. Earth. <laughs> I was gonna say, oh, yeah, FAP, but no. If, no. It would have been better if it were FAP, <laughs> like yeah, but it's not. Anyhow. Absolutely
1: better to you and me, Johnny.
0: What's that? Yeah.
3: <laughs> Fathers <laughs> against pedophilia. Join FAP
0: today. Yeah, right. Good one, Hudson. That was nice. Good. Thank you. Nice. Um, however, yeah, we're not married to any of those mudflutter Tartarians and stuff, as evidenced by our changing you know l- listening to you are and his flip-flops and uh, his scripted flip-flops by the way i might add and uh t- to agree with uh the-, the one guy in our chat i i think wooden nichols has an agenda as well uh so but i think there's agendas all the way around with the mud flood and the tartaria stuff and we've talked about this That right stuff's
3: getting really popular now like joe rogan had two guests on in the past month that both brought up Tartaria and mud it floods. It was
0: Tripoli and Bravo, right? I mean, that's not, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. not saying much, dude. That's like saying we well, brought Johnny Minoxide well, on the show and he talked about conspiracy theories. Like,
3: I get it, but I mean, it's probably the first time that that stuff's oh, been no. brought up to that big of an audience.
0: No, I know, but it's also it's again, it's popular. It made it into Bloomberg. You know, uh, John yeah. Levi is Very John true. Levi is getting much. Le- How many subs is Levi up to now? Somebody check that. Oh out. yeah, he was he was mentioned by name
3: on. The Rogan episode oh, with one of those guys. Yeah,
0: uh, yep. Eddie Bravo talked about him. Yeah. Yep. They
1: also said yeah. horse and buggy people. Yes. Yes. Because Eddie Bravo listens to the paranormal.
3: Absolutely. We know this. He has, yeah, he, he definitely
0: to. does. He has to. I would he listens lo- to it while he trains. Dude, I would roll with Eddie Bravo. I would let him tie me into a pretzel. Just like to say that Eddie Bravo put me in a Kimura. You know? Okay, like, hot. <laughs> like Eddie Bravo <laughs> broke my clavicle. Like, yeah, I want that t shirt. But anyway. Um,
1: um, you know, as far as the Tartaria, Missing Time, Phantom Time, whatever, all of that goes, I think we've at least done a good job of entertaining different sides and at least making it known that, look, something happened. We're not going to definitively say, and it can't be definitively said, uh, what exactly or to what exact end. We just know that things did happen, that there was yeah. technology and massive uh, massive uh, destruction and a, quote, reset Multiple times throughout history, right? Yeah, that's, and there that's is
0: undeniable. There's architecture that can't be explained. There is, you know, evidence of civilizations that just show up in the middle of nowhere where none have ever been, you know, uh, written about or talked about before. Um, we're actually going to have, uh, we're actually going to have a guest on this weekend who's going to be a lot of fun to talk about this kind of stuff. Reset and uh, other theories related to. excuse me the mud flood the hidden history and all that kind of stuff so you guys got to check that out this weekend gonna be a good one promise uh yeah so mud flood is popular and it was on rogan damn i'm so excited
1: it's all yeah we know you're excited (laughs) hey man (laughs) we
2: we are the seekers not the believers right
0: that's right that's right again like we uh, we've changed our our takes we've had um and, and when we do change our opinions, when we do, when, when new shit does come to light in the immortal words of the dude, um, we, we, we say that's what happened. You know, when we change our opinion, when a take has to, you know, when a take has to be changed or um, morphed or whatever you want to call it, adjusted, uh, we at least admit it. You know, we don't we don't say something completely different from what we said two weeks ago and then pre- pretend we never said that.
1: Yeah, we don't, we don't do line
0: jumping here. Right. If we're changing an opinion or a take on something, it's because, again, new shit has come to light. We've analyzed the data, and this data <laughs> makes more sense. So we looked at the
1: data. Oh, God. <laughs> and what we found surprised us.
0: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you find when you look at the data?
1: I'm sorry. I just keep thinking. I only think of Sam Hyde. I don't think of Apple. Right. <laughs> I'm <gonna> say that. <laughs>
0: so we looked at the data.
1: God. The data. Oh man. Well, yeah. This weekend's gonna be really fun, and we're not done with any hidden history, Tartaria, mud flood, reset, or any of that umbrella.
0: No, not at all. Uh, and we will continue to go down those rabbit trails until we can figure out exactly what the hell's <laughs> going on around here. Because we don't, at know. Least,
1: yeah, or at least get somewhat close. Yeah,
0: yeah. And again, it's all fun and entertaining, and you know, you can't take you you can't take it too seriously. Like I, as much as I do, I mean, I, I take it seriously enough to purchase like you know expensive books on the subject and stuff. But like, um, and I'd love to be able to you know to take you know to take a a, a paranormy style trip to one of these places to actually physically look at it myself you know, the stuff in the middle of the the right Right. airship. Yeah. crowdfunding airship. We still need to do that. I I know I'm down. I'm down. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So again, we're not married to any of our takes, especially when again, new shit comes to light.
1: If we get an airship, can we name it the FEP balloon? No. (laughs) The air (laughs) FEP.
0: No, just no, no, we're not. Stop. Okay. Okay. Anyhow, anyhow, so um, the Feppelin. The Fe- the Feppelin? Okay. Oh, how did All I right. miss that? All right, there you go. The Feppelin. All right, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, so where- <laughs> you guys, where are we starting this evening? Good Lord. Um, Do you want to do? Oh, what is this? this? What is this Sky News article? Jump right into some enraging shit. Scientists proposed plan, controversial plan, to refreeze the North and South Poles, implying the South Pole is not frozen, by spraying sulfur dioxide into the atmosphere. That sounds safe. Yes. As if they don't already. Uh, Also, yes. Scientists have outlined a controversial plan to refreeze the North and South Poles and dial down the global thermostat. They say high-flying jets could spray microscopic aerosol particles into the atmosphere and reflect sunlight and cool the melting ice caps. Hold on a second. And here's why that's a good thing. Right, but hold on a second. They could do this? High-flying jets could spray microscopic aerosol particles? They could? It's possible that they could?
3: Maybe? Well, now that they've told us that they can, yes, but before this, no.
0: Oh, okay, okay, I got it. I'm sorry. I didn't realize that they told us now. So the... Yeah. So now they can do it.
1: Okay. So the tanks of unknown gaseous materials that are carried on military aircraft that are just sprayed out because they don't know what it is—they're just told what to do. Now those are are possibly
0: no, 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 no. See what you what you what you're seeing is simply contrails, Reinhardt. Oh, yes. Yeah, dude. What, what the Contrail hell? tanks. Contrail. Ta- what tanks? What are you talking about tanks? Yeah, there's no tanks. Tanks are man. like panzers, like pan there's no pan what a, M1 Abrams up there? What are you trying to say? Yeah, just dropping tanks. Some weird yeah, like some weird dumbo drop but with tanks instead.
1: Sorry, Johnny, I still haven't taken my meds. I'm sorry.
0: Take your meds, schizo.
1: Speaking of meds, apparently it's aspirin for decarbonization.
0: Wow! What? What a fun <laughs> what way doing. to think
1: about it. What they're planning.
0: <laughs> Who comes up it, with this? Well, shit? the <laughs> problem. Well, see, the problem is, is what they're saying. See, what they're saying is, is they're treating a symptom and not the cause. Okay, so it's aspirin, not penicillin. Get it? It covers oh. up the problem. It doesn't treat the problem. So it treats a symptom, not the cause. So it's not a substitute for decarbonization. So we still need to get to absolute zero, but also we're going to be spraying you from now on. Also,
1: we're going to be doing 175,000 flights a year.
0: Right, (laughs) right. (laughs) Just over 13 million tons of particles released in the spring and the summer. Only just over, slightly over, just a little bit, just a scotch. Over 13 million tons of particles. Would be enough to cool the polar regions by two degrees Celsius. Only Oof. just, just a teeny bit more than thirteen million tons.
1: So it's going to make it two degrees cooler than it was twenty-two years ago across the world.
0: Yeah, I mean, how else? Amazing, dude! It's only thirteen tons, just a little bit more,
1: probably. Did they did they speak here? Going back to the beginning. Around 175,000 flights a year would be needed, releasing millions of tons of carbon dioxide. They said sulfur dioxide.
0: Where? Where did you see the carbon dioxide?
1: Uh, at the beginning of the article, it's like the third uh, third line break. It was probably written by an AI.
0: Oh no! Probably. No 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 no. But what they're saying no no what they're saying in that line it's no they're saying 175,000 flights would be needed. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. So they're saying Those that the would be- flights would cause carbon dioxide. Yes. No. They're yeah, okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm not right. looking at
1: the article Yeah. The wording. The, the wording is still terrible. There. It is. Probably. Well, probably it,
0: resigned, it's. Yeah. It, it. It. But I get what they're saying. I get what they're saying. And the reason being is what they're saying is well, that's probably the reason for the 13 million tons of the sulfur dioxide is because uh, they have to offset the you know the millions of tons of carbon mono or dioxide according to this. Right. So.
1: Well, and and uh, Jimoin or whoever. That is. I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name in the chat. Sulfur dioxide, won't that just make acid rain? I mean...
0: Yeah. Sh- it's schizo now.
1: Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I still haven't taken them. I know you told me before the show. But
0: all right, it's all I good. It's it. all good. So, so yes. But, but guys, a former UK chief scientist unnamed. A former UK chief scientist backed the plans. He told Sky News this is what he told Sky News, that polar warming is now critical, and refreezing the ice could hold back the rise in global sea levels. Could. So, you know, could. Um, again, Thank this is... goodness. Yep. Yep. And uh, the new study was led by Wake Smith from Yale University. Wake Smith. I never, you know You named your kid Wake? Like... <laughs> The fuck?
3: Just anyway. love surfing. Right. His brother is sleep.
0: Right. There you go. Yeah. Reinhart went the other way with that though. He went yeah. Um he went with the water. You went with sleep. Uh, yeah, I was gonna go with sleep. If his name was woke, it would have been woke in sleep. But anyway. Forty they only have to go up to forty three thousand feet. That's not bad, right? I mean, and only 60 degrees south from the north and only 60 degrees north from the south. So basically, the Shetland Islands and the Falklands would only, you know, from the Falklands and south and then from the Shetlands and north would only be completely obliterated by sulfur dioxide to the tune of just slightly over 13 million tons.
1: So that's, hang on, altitude and a latitude of 60 degrees in both hemispheres. So close to the 60 south parallel? Mm Mm-hmm where you legally can't go. Right, right, but
0: trust us what mm. we're doing it on there. The plan is pretty controversial and n- not just because the narge, the narge, large number of <laughs> flights equivalent to more than 2 days of global air traffic in 2021 would release greenhouse gases into the upper atmosphere where they are the most damaging. Other scientists also cautious about unleashing solar shading because it could have unintended consequences, such as reducing crop yields, which we've already had an issue with that. Thanks, Harp, this year. Um, so they plan to release particles from a balloon in northern Sweden last year. It was abandoned because uh, environmentalists protested. Oof. uh well they would need international agreement for this. So we would need like another Antarctic treaty basically for this to to uh to be to be implemented. Um so
3: How can someone stop you from flying a balloon? Like just let that shit go, bro. Darts. Oh, there you go. <laughs> mm. Very, think very darts. large. Yeah. Darts. Foiled again. yeah,
1: I mean like, comically large Looney Tune <laughs> Acme darts.
0: That's right. Yes. Yes.
1: You know, um, Guys, bets bets on which city that this uh, international agreement is going to be signed in Geneva or Jerusalem.
0: I would say Brussels, but or Geneva.
1: Oh yeah, Brussels. That, that yeah, Brussels
0: ones. or Geneva. I would say Brussels or Geneva. If it was going to be signed anywhere in the West, it would be Brussels or Geneva. Could be
3: Paris. If they did those <laughs> they,
0: they, Paris. They, yeah, they, you know, you're right. They do a lot of the gay paper yeah. signing in Paris, but now they not as much because all the Algerians, but.
1: Oh yeah! Now every time somebody shows up, they basically have to drive through a war zone. Right. So I'm thinking it might be Geneva. Actually, it's basically the same as Jerusalem anyway.
0: Oh, guys, guys! They named they named the former government chief scientist later on. You know who his name is. Remember this the the not named chief scientist from before. His name is Sir David King. Hmm. interesting that's the guy who's who's uh he's the founder of the center for climate repair ccr i like the other ccr a lot better bad moon's a good song uh at cambridge university they told sky news that radical action radical action is needed to save polar ice we are right here right now oh wait a second that's a van halen song we are right there right now he said (laughs) he said the idea is to buy time while we reduce greenhouse gas emissions deeply and rapidly that's essential. If we keep emitting at the current state, we are cooked.
1: Whoa. So um, would he say that radical activism is needed? I well, that's what he's or extremism.
0: Extreme action. Extreme hmm. action. So he says using using aircraft is not nice at all, but the impact of those greenhouse gases is a longer term effect. So they're saying that if they get up there and cool the sun off with this sodium or sulfur dioxide that the carbon dioxide, we can worry about that later. We'll kick that can down the road later, right?
1: Yeah, OK. okay. See, what they're doing here, though, is setting up. It's very, very uh, sneaky of them to, to go ahead and just push this right in, the uh, you know unintended consequences, reducing crop yields line, mm-hmm. and just completely move on um, right, right, after right, the Right. Environmental right, right stuff. Right, 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 so right. they're setting up for what they know is going to happen doing this because it's already been planned. But they're not actually cooling anything because nothing actually needs to be cooled. Right. Um, And we know know that this
0: closed system, it corrects itself. Yes, it does. Um, The CCR supports a United Nations moratorium on attempting any form of geoengineering at scale. Until experiments have shown it is safe, and there is agreement that there's a critical need to use it, huh? So they're saying that geoengineering actually exists. I thought it didn't.
1: Yeah, they've been they've been saying it exists for for decades. No, I mean still, I thought that's what the whole
0: it doesn't exist. The whole point, of like yeah, harp, it's not real. It doesn't do what it does, except it does. And geoengineering was real. Mandela, but we have the patents.
1: No, don't worry about it. It doesn't. It doesn't
2: exist. I wouldn't worry about it. It's always existed. That's just Mandela. There's always been chemtrails, too.
3: Yeah, and they're good for you,
2: safe and effective. They've got vitamins and shit.
3: <laughs> it probably has something to do with like five G or six G.
0: Um, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I I think
3: or just like food control because they're already saying in that article that it'll like affect crop yields.
0: Yeah, the fact that they're that, that they brought that up. I mean. We've been, we've been harping on this almost as much as Ice Age Farmer. Uh, we use, we use this content. Uh, the crop yields around, around the world, you know, around the realm, whatever you want to call it around, you know, on earth have been down quite a bit noticeably. I mean, my own garden. I mean, while I did do well with potatoes, I feel that they should have done a lot better um, Based on what I did, you know, a lot of my other stuff didn't do well at all. Like, we had, we had a pretty bad season for quite a few things. So, and again, corn, we've had issues with corn, uh, the winter wheat stuff. You know, crops are down in the United States. Crops are down all over the world. Now they're just... Yeah, and, te- now they're providing and temperatures cover. are down. Yeah, oh yeah, temperatures are down, which is causing lower yields. So, temperatures are already down. So, this is, to me, is just them saying oh, we're going to start spraying pretty soon. And everybody's like, but you've already been spraying. But they said they're going to start spraying soon. Oh, okay, so they're starting to spray soon? Okay. And then everybody just like, beep, beep, and their, their shit gets updated.
1: Well, and then their Apple Watch tells them, you know, their heart rate is increasing and they need to move and they just, you know, turn back to what's his name on CBS News. Right.
0: Or Fox or MSNBC or whatever, whatever else their Apple or Android Watch is telling them to do. Yeah, see yes. so many more people.
1: What's that water. vampire's name on ABC News? David Muir. I have no idea. Old dude who looks like he's twenty-five. Very yeah. odd. Anyways, yeah. but yeah, people are not going to care about any of this. Ultimately, I mean, you're you're going to see protests, sure. Just like uh, it said here, you know, the balloon, the balloon plan in Sweden was scrapped because of environmentalists. We see this all the time happening in certain places in Europe. Um, uh, the Netherlands, for instance, recently all of right. their all of their environmental protests um ultimately, what does anybody know about that here ninety nine percent of the population absolutely nothing do they care not at all right, and they're not growing their own food. nobody grows their own food here
0: no, nope, not really no, I mean, if you do, you're a weirdo, you know.
1: Yes, if you do, you're, you're an extremist. You're a hippie. Well, no, they yeah. this they
0: call you they call you an extremist now, but you know only hippies drink, you know grow all their own food.
1: Right, right. Pee on your plants, and
4: <laughs> I do.
1: Don't drink IPAs. i mean, peeing on your plants is good.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. No, I've never. Uh, I've, I've never. Uh, I don't drink IPAs anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Disgusting.
1: Oh man. Well, this is fun. They're they're hitting all the points here, and they're they're really setting up for the future. I mean, more reduction in crop yields, which will just be uh, more uh, farmable land. What's left of the fertile land being sold to BlackRock, Bill Gates, whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just going to be more in the hands of the same people.
0: It's in, yeah. I don't know how that works, but it does. It do be like that. It do be like that. Oh, well. Enough of that. All right, no more. Are we okay. going to do, do we have any more rage stuff? What do we have? We have... Uh, um. What do we have? we the, got the, the purge thing. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That's it. That starts... The purge thing starts, what, January 1st? Yes. The purge. They're calling them the purge laws. They're getting rid of... Uh, It's the Safety Act, the Safety, Accountability, and Fairness Equity Today Act. Equity. hmm, There's that word again. Will eliminate the bail requirement for aggravated battery and arson, drug-induced homicide, kidnapping, burglary, robbery, intimidation, aggravated DUI, aggravated fleeing and eluding drug offenses, and threatening a public official. This law passed. It will do away with cash bail for 12 non-detainable offenses. Including second-degree murder.
1: Oh, These good. Are, are, Glad it's not first.
0: Right, right. Uh, this is catch and release is what this is. So, um, Caterpillar yeah. and other companies have left Illinois because of uh, stuff like this. So,
3: Yeah, if you're trying to raise a family there, you might want to look at property elsewhere.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, um... Another major corporation, I mean, like, shoot, I mean, how many, uh, Caterpillar, uh, where's this article, let me find the list, there's a list of like five or six major companies that left other companies, ah, Allstate, Baxter, um, that's two major ones, you know, and the mayor, Daniel Shapiro, says, ah, that's kind of how things are now office demand is not what it was three years ago. People aren't going to offices frequently. So, you know, people are just going to you know, move out. You know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: No says, facts. Don't care about your feelings.
0: Right. I bet you he does. Yeah. It, well, when he says facts, he means like from the fax machine though. Of course. Yeah. Um, Cause he's, you know, he's a pencil pusher, but <laughs> dude, I mean, <laughs> 12 laws, just no longer detainable offenses. You just get, you know, if, if you get caught, if you get caught, Kidnapping, they just gonna bring you in, fingerprint you, write your stuff down, and send you on your way.
1: Trespassing, you just get a citation.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. This just
1: reminded me,
3: like, do do you guys remember back in like 2016 when that um, mentally challenged white kid got kidnapped in by uh, by those three black in Ch- people in, in Chicago? Yeah, in Chicago. And yeah, uh, yeah, they, they, like, tortured it. him. And, like, did anything ever even happen to them? Like, I, I don't no. remember ever hearing what came No, they that.
0: didn't actually. I don't believe they actually got charged with anything. And If they did, it all got dropped.
3: I know they didn't get a hate crime charge, even though they were right, like, we're right, doing right. this because you're white basically like straight up
0: they literally said that like on the stream we hate we're doing this because you're white you're white motherfucker white pieces yeah white whitey so
3: now they're just putting that into law explicitly mm-hmm. basically it's like you codified, can do that man. you won't go to jail
0: yeah it's just codified it's just basically codified black bad black behavior is what it is you know cool yep um i wonder
1: what that insmith mayor thinks
0: oh lord <laughs>
1: I mean, it's hard, it's hard to tell when that thing is happy because, you know, the mouth is so downturned.
0: Well, that's... She's not the mayor. Is she not the mayor? Lori Lightfoot? Is she the mayor? I thought she was the chief of police.
3: Yeah, I think she's the mayor. She, no, yeah, I think she's that, the mayor. I think she's
0: okay. Well, who the fuck is Shapiro, then? Shapiro is... Attorney General? I thought... Let me check this. Oh. Where did I just see his name? Oh, wait. I, I I clicked on the wrong... Okay, I closed that article. So... Chicago's has become yeah. rapidly an unlivable far-left hellhole in many ways, which could explain why Caterpillar is moving his headquarters down south.
1: Oh, yeah, uh, here it is. Mayor of Deerfield. Oh, he's Illinois. Deerfield's mayor. Okay. Mayor of okay. Deerfield. Yes. Okay.
0: okay, so Deerfield's like a suburb of Chicago. That makes sense. Okay, so Lori yeah. Lightfoot is the yeah, She's the mayor of Chicago, that freaking weird Innsmouth-looking H.P. Lovecraft side character.
1: Burns like 300 calories actually smiling.
0: Yeah. Oh, man.
3: Um. Apparently this says here that also... Any new arrests resulting in jail time will not be allowed to persist past 90 days for criminals who demand a trial. After the 90th day, these people will be released from jail no matter what crime they committed. So that... first-degree murder, kidnapping, rape, torture, whatever, you know, after what the... 90 days of the trial, they're
0: released. I'm cool with that part, actually. Do you, you do have, that is part of the justice system, criminal justice system, is you do have the right to a speedy trial. That's an actual right that you have. So yeah. if you get locked up, I don't care if you murdered somebody. If you get locked up and they don't get you a trial within ninety days, that's on them. No, no,
3: no. It's not I don't think it's if they don't get you a trial. I think that it's like if your trial is going on for over ninety days. No.
0: I don't think that's I don't I don't think that's how no. Well
1: it says any new arrest resulting in jail time will not be allowed to persist persist past ninety days for criminals who demand a trial. So it's Does that seems- mean
3: before the trial or does it mean like if the trial lasts that long, that's what I just can't tell. Oh. I thought it was if if the trial lasts like over ninety days, they just get out. No, they, until the end be, of the trial.
0: No, yeah,
1: they will be released until the end of that trial.
0: Right, but that's that's probably what'll happen. But um, well, those who that's demand not as bad those who want uh, no, what there's that they're saying is if you don't demand a trial, you're basically pleading guilty. Right, and you're gonna get, and you. I don't know. I have to look into it. Actually, I don't, I don't care. Enough to look look. Well, I, th- I don't care enough to look into it. But what I'm saying is, if, if it is, if it is that, and you know they're doing that, like the right to a speedy trial thing, you should have, you should have. If you, that here's the thing: if you kill somebody, the people's family who of the person you killed, they're probably gonna want that trial to go as quickly as possible. Right, get this motherfucker yeah. in jail, whatever how it works, however it works, right. So, um, yeah, I think this. Be, if, you, if you're in, if you're in jail for murder and you don't um, get your trial, I can't look at this freaking. I can't look at this Harretz article unless I subscribe. That's gay. What uh, are they? Yeah. Um, what was I saying? I'll say this: you can't get I mean, your tri- If you anyone- can't get your trial within ninety days, if you can't get your trial within ninety days. I okay, mean, that makes a, more sense. Yeah, that's on the criminal justices. That's on them. That's okay. on, yeah. you know. Yeah, well, no, yeah.
1: that that makes sense. And then with Chicago's laws here, then the public can just take action. Apparently. Yeah. But they're going. But they're going to find loopholes through this where if anybody takes action against these people, especially if it's an interracial crime, let's say a black man murders or a, a white girl, or a pedoph- a pedophilic crime, right? and the man goes free and somebody from that family or somebody even tangentially related goes and kills the guy, they're probably going to come down full force on the person who takes them out.
0: Well, they'll probably investigate that kind of a murder. Yeah, exactly.
3: Unless it's like a white guy who accidentally kills like a black dude in a DUI, like his family will be allowed to get revenge.
1: Well, yeah, then you just have a quick drive by and it'll be over.
3: Oh, well, get out of, of Chicago. Hey, guys, yeah. you
0: want to hear you want to hear something hilarious? What's that? I just tried using my normie email to continue reading this article for free. Re- re- register with your email address. I put my normie email into the Heretz box. It says, this email address seems to be invalid. Please try again. I get thousands of emails to my normie email address every day because that's the one I give to everybody for like 10% off cards and that kind of crap. <laughs> right. So I get a ridiculous amount. Yeah. So Haratz doesn't like my normie email. <laughs> that's funny.
1: Wouldn't you know. They know it's
0: you, John. They have an SPLC filter on their email addresses, yeah. We don't they want this we don't want this Nazi. This neo-Nazi. That's why you got to use
1: a VPN from Israel.
0: I am. With Brave, I'm using the Brave, VPN. yeah, right, Brave is, there's no good web browser, there's no good, no. there's no good search engine,
1: yeah. And no real good VPN service, I mean, no. I use Surfshark, but I'm sure they're terrible.
0: No, didn't like Nord have like a huge break-in recently,
1: like a breach? They have a break-in like once every two years.
0: Yeah. And everybody's like, no, get Nord VPNs, Arian, yeah. fucking Arian, Nord, get it?
1: Yeah, they're also advertised on every degenerate website. They advertise on Pornhub, I'm pretty sure. I, customer I, is a customer. Would, I mean, I'm, yeah. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure they have an agreement with MindGeek. They probably do.
0: Oh, yeah. you would you would think the biggest VPN provider would have, would have some sort of an agreement with the biggest porn provider. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. Yeah. We're totally going to block people from seeing what kind of porn you watch trust us
1: (laughs) you need you need a little bit more you need a little bit more on the s there
0: i'm trying not to cough i don't know what happened but half an hour ago i just like my chest all of a sudden i don't know if i got the rona
1: yeah you'll be fine in a week yeah, but it's Or like, you just lay in bed and don't eat for three days like you know. I did.
0: <clears throat> no, you know what it was? It was at work today. There was a lot of ooh, it's sheetrock dust. I'm getting ah. I'm getting silicosis of the lung. Probably gonna die You'll I'll need my commercials. You know, they're gonna the mesothelioma people are all gonna die off pretty soon. And they're gonna need a new grift commercial. Do you or a loved one suffer from silicosis? Just
1: go buy a pack of cigarettes and right. smoke it. Actually,
0: you know, you got to get the all natural stuff, but yeah.
1: Yeah, it'll clear your lungs. Filterless Lucky Strikes.
0: Something like that. Well, you can't use Lucky Strikes. <laughs> you got to use like the filterless uh, organic, you know.
1: American oh. spirits. Not the American
0: spirits. Those are still commercial, too.
1: Yeah, uh, they are. No, you need to find an Indian man to roll you cigarettes.
0: Yes. No. Yep. No. No. Anyway, hello
3: buddy. I want a cigarette. Yeah.
1: Wrong Indian husband,
0: was... but but yes.
1: But but funnier. Much funnier. I was thinking a scary Seminole man like those who run the casinos.
0: Oh god. The Seminoles in Florida are weird, man. Oh man. They're freaking terrifying. They drive they drive like $200,000 Bentleys. And they they roll around with like a $40,000 Rolex and whatever, but they live in like the shittiest little hovel right off the freeway, right and they the look homeless. Oh, they look homeless. They look terrible, but they have so much money. What are they giving, Like ten grand a month, something like that. No, something stupid, something just crazy. for just for being seminal. And I wonder if I yeah, I've always been be a, a Gators fan myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not a big sports ball fan anymore. Anyway,
1: yeah. All right. Do we want to get into some more science?
0: Sure. Is it science or is it soyance
1: Oh, it's science. Right. It's, it's the kind you want to sit down for.
0: Okay, we're going to sit down for science. Which one is it, though? Is this the oral vaccine? Or is this the... Uh, which one are we going to
1: do? Oh, I was going to do the uh, the totally real uh, corpse that was found.
0: Oh, yes. Dude, put that picture... Jamie, pull that shit up. No, put that up on the screen. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the corpse of a 100 million-year-old dinosaur was discovered intact.
0: 100 million years ago, this dinosaur totally existed.
1: It's funny how, like, a couple of months after we put out an episode talking about how there's been no full skeleton ever found. Huh. Yeah. Now we have this.
0: No, dude. Not just a skeleton, Reinhardt, okay? Mike. A whole ass dinosaur. This is a corpse. Well, this is real. I mean, look at it. This totally it's doesn't an, look like. This totally does not look exactly like the one that my kids play on at the dinosaur park. You know, in right. Knoxville. in Knoxville. Yeah.
1: The back it, of it kind of looks like a fire pit.
0: It does. It's a chiminea. It's an ankylosaurus chiminea.
1: That'd be, be a cool fire pit. It'd be does a hell, it hell of a cool like dude a right in
0: the middle of it. Yeah. Like, oh man. If you make like a um, a rocket stove out of it, you could, you know what I mean? You know what a rocket stove is? No, yeah. it's a you take a log and you drill a hole in it, and you drill a hole from the top and you drill a hole in the side like ninety degrees and something like that, and you make a fire and it makes like a very very hot hot fire out of the hole. But you could do that and make like the fire come. Oh up yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like a it's like a woods craftsman sort of a thing. Damn, I haven't done that shit in a long time.
1: There's a fire in the hole in the log in the bottom of a dinosaur. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Was not expecting a hole in the bottom Nicely of the sea to come done. up tonight, though. Wow. <laughs> you never know with Ryan. Well, I mean, you know what? We both have toddlers, so it's possible that any of these songs could come up at any time. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. Your kid finally discovered uh, Cocoa melon, huh?
1: No, no, don't do it to me. You know what? No, no, no. Back on track. Apparently, this isn't Speaking an ankylosaurus, Donnie. Speaking of
0: discoveries. <laughs> Speaking this of isn't, of discoveries, isn't an
1: ankylosaurus. It isn't? No, it is a notosaur.
0: Oh. oh, excuse <clears throat> me.
1: It, I first read it as notosaur.
0: Yeah, nodosaur. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's not even a sword,
3: dude. Where
0: is it? Where is that in the, in the article? Where did you say that? So it's, it's right a, under
1: the picture. Yeah, it's a couple paragraphs down under the accidental discovery.
0: notasaur and Nodosauri armor skin. Notasaur armor skin that was discovered in 2011. Wait a
1: minute.
3: It's not a so. It's not
0: a so. Not a Kind of like an astronaut.
3: It says here that the discovery was accidental.
0: Well, dude, unless you're Cope and Sneed or whoever was it. Cope and uh, what was Cope's partner's name? i
3: mean probably sneed
0: no right yeah. now cope and the other paleontologist the dinosaur bone wars
1: oh 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 uh cope and um <laughs> dude i can't remember now now yeah, i gotta look it i up.
0: know it's like massive brain fart but yeah like n notosaur, notosaur, notosaur not a not a dinosaur yeah
3: So it wasn't even discovered by archaeologists. No, it it was was, totally discovered by actually made. It says it says here it was actually made by a
0: miner. The discovery was made by a miner. Yeah, yeah. They were it was Marsh, Cope and Marsh, Cope and Marsh. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, Cope Cope and and Marsh.
3: Marsh, You will never be a dinosaur.
0: That's right. Cope and Marsh, (laughs) more like Cope and Darsh. (laughs) (laughs) Got him, got him. So it's uh, just
1: found in Alberta. El- oh in Canada.
0: So you know it's real. Oh, no, yeah, here's this is the thing definitely real. Well, Alberta, Canada, North America is in general, is a hotbed for dinosaur bones. You guys know that. I mean, come on. Why? Because giants. But anyway. Um, the real reason is giants, but the the fake reason is dinosaurs. Now look at this picture they have drawn of it. Looks like a Pokemon or Yu Gi Oh card. Now, it's- do you
3: guys think that there could have been giant megalithic lizards, that, but that the dinosaur narrative is what's false? Or do you think that there weren't any giant megalithic lizards? Not megalithic, but like old ass big dragons? Yeah, megafauna.
0: Megafauna. Yeah, megafauna. That's well, the word I was looking for. I mean, if in fact the theory about CO2 and all that stuff, I mean, it takes CO2 to grow yeah. plants, plants and stuff that big, which I find funny. Like these people who are trying to limit CO two, when everybody knows you pump plants full of CO two if you want big plants. Oh, exactly. And trust me, I know to... about that. I yeah, okay. yeah. I have big tomatoes You're in the greenhouse. You, you oh, CO two. Yeah. big tomato. Big tomato.
3: Yeah. Big. The tomato. Italian's part of big tomato. That's right. no surprise there.
0: Big tomato. Right. <laughs> uh, big- <laughs> Those aromas are real, big. but no, everybody knows that CO two makes plants bigger. The higher the CO two level, the better it is for to plants. It's easier to grow
3: food with, right. with more CO two in the atmosphere. It's just right. another reason why they want to fucking spray that stuff all over the icebergs or whatever they think is up at the North right, Pole. They want to
0: spray. They want to spray stuff up in the air. They want to spray seawater in the air in, in the South Pole to reflect sunlight back at the sun.
3: Edge, yes. You know. Yeah, plus like the aluminum dioxide that reflects sun and yeah.
0: And the barium and strontium and yeah, barium, guys, strontium and can
2: you imagine fri- trying to defend your tribe from giant megafauna like uh cats that have their hind legs seven feet off the ground?
3: What? That's uh they've
2: giant everything, giant dragonflies, giant cats. Sure. Like
1: everything was just bigger, right?
0: Yeah, maybe. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, especially in the perfect enclosed system that was, you know, antediluvian, pre flood, pre cataclysm, whatever well, sure. you want to call
0: it. Sure. If, you know, if, if we're to believe that that's to be true, too, like there's
1: well, what, in, in whatever's
0: before too. that, even. And we don't know what's before that. We don't know anything about that.
1: Right. It certainly wasn't 100 million years ago. Um,
0: no, no, no. No, no, no. But
1: no, no this, this megafauna truly did exist. They had large lizards, and those large lizards. They're not dinosaurs, they're dragons and forms of dragons.
3: Right, right. Yeah, that makes sense to me.
1: And, you know, people forget all the time that, you know, dragons didn't just include uh, ones with wings or fire-breathing. Fire-breathing came in, in later editions. Um, there were many different types. Uh, but the basic large serpent <laughs> idea has always been with us since the beginning of recorded history.
3: Doesn't, uh, doesn't the Bible talk about, like, the behemoth...
0: And like the Leviathan, Behemoth and Leviathan are two different creatures, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Behemoth was a land creature. Leviathan <laughs> it was, uh, was a sea a, creature, sea right? Yeah, described <laughs> as a hydra. Uh, right. God crushed the many heads of Leviathan. Uh,
0: and there's the people who day. believe that all of that is allegorical, and there's people who believe that that is absolutely real. So probably both. Right? And you can take it to be either way, and that's the thing about the interpretation of the, a lot of the stuff in the Old Testament. Yeah, it's it's usually both true. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Porque no los dos.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you see it in you know in, in everybody's uh, all the foot-wearing uh, atheist favorite text, you know, they say is the true the true bible is the epic of Gilgamesh. You see it with Humbaba, mm-hmm. the massive creature that he slays uh, among the giant cedars. Yep. Um so clearly these animals did exist at some point well, in the The giant past, cedars I mean,
0: which are supposedly California
1: California or the Cedars of Lebanon.
0: Right, but no, but you know how they well the Cedars of Lebanon, there there aren't any now. But like there's the, the there's a the theory that the Cedars of Lebanon were actually California. The Lebanon was actually California. Is what they meant. right, right. Yeah. I've right.
1: Well, and a lot of that comes too from you know people assuming that you know the Near East and these places geographically all are the exact same biome, you know, uh, today as they were five thousand years ago.
0: Sure. You know, We don't have any idea because none of us were there, and the history that we have is garbled anyways. Right.
1: I would assume it was much better <laughs> earlier I mean, on sure. at one point. Sure.
0: I mean, I would like especially to assume that the, as well.
1: Yeah, especially in this enclosed system without people spraying millions and millions and millions of tons of sulfur dioxide into the air.
0: Well, they haven't started that yet, Reinhardt, okay? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Jeez. Okay. They're just they're just talking about the controversial plan to get it started. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: all. They would
3: tell us before they do something like that. They man.
0: always well they they do they put it in the movies and television. <laughs> they, they do, do. tell us. <laughs> like they tell you all the time. I mean that's the funny part is they do tell you. Well, oh, What do they tell you? Well,
3: they fucking tell us all the time. And they also oh. tell us silence is consent.
0: Yes, or, your silence is like your that. consent, and they tell us that. Well, they tell us that all the time with like you know. Protests and stuff. You know, if you don't say something, then you're you might as, you're just as bad as the people doing it, right? Exactly. So, right? Yeah. So say stuff. The, but anyway, speaking speaking of telling
1: you, if you scroll down a little bit in the article, they tell you how the notosaur, notosaur, uh, actually died and was uh, preserved. They give you a nice little little cartoon there.
0: Yes. Oh, cute. Yes, Of course, everything's yes. a cartoon. All right? Bloat
1: and float, burst and sink.
0: How did that Canadian notice or die? He bloated and floated and burst and sank. And mining operation started and they somehow got buried.
1: Well, Johnny, Johnny, you're forgetting on the on the arrow after burst and sink millions of years passed. Right. Skip ahead. Totally skip ahead.
0: Disturbed. Oh, no. They they literally yada, yada, yada right there, you know. It's like, there's death near a river, he bloats and flows, bursts and sink, yada, yada, yada. Then the mining operations start.
1: <laughs> so Jewish, dude. One hundred million years later.
0: Yes, one mil- hundreds of millions of years later, <laughs> a miner comes across. Well, I don't know. It's how they're getting all these eight-year-olds to dig all these holes, man. Oh, different kind of miner. Anyway... <laughs> Discovery. I like the guy that discovered him. Is like it. It's literally like, "Hey guys, look! I found a turtle." You know, like, <laughs> okay. like look at no, look at it's laying upside down. The guy literally like is like kneeling over, like the little, the little figure still has all the the little notosaur still has all his little lumpies and stuff on him, right? And his eyeball and his little red little things were. It's cartoony, are. Johnny. Right, but the guy that finds him is just a silhouette. <laughs> I don't know. This is just it's it's retarded
1: have an error pointing to him. Typical, normal Canadian man.
0: Right. How did the fossil in stay two. intact for so long? Any sort of organism must decompose with time once it has passed away. But something very interesting happened with this particular dinosaur's natural sort of mummification process took place millions of years ago. We know this for a fact because we were there. And the fossil project gives an interesting representation of how this could have happened. How this could have happened Exactly And the millions of years pass Is the part that we want to know how it happened That's the part that we don't know We know he died We know the bloat and float and the pop and sink Right, whatever I mean, that we've seen this happen, right With dead animals and stuff That's what happens A dead animal shows up It bloats You know, the belly bursts Then it sinks, right And the fish eat it We know that part how did, from there, did it get to where the mining operations could dig it up? Well, that's the part that nobody has any idea. Well, in the little fossil project cartoon, that's the most vague part, is the part we actually want to fucking know. Millions, right. of, millions of years pass, so they don't answer it. Another organization that refuses to address the fucking issues.
1: <laughs> they, they, they make themselves up as the arbiters of this history, but they, they don't provide anything that anybody actually should know.
0: right. No, they just talk about everything else except the important thing. Well, they did draw a nice cartoon. Right. Guys. Something to distract you from It's
3: actually There's a mass, dog shit actually. cartoon. It is a dog shit, by commercial. the way. It is terrible. It is, it is terrible. So it's here's bad. the thing horrible. Yeah. Here's the
0: thing, here's the thing. Okay. The process, it's called Tephenomic. Taphonomic. I've never heard this word before. Taphonomic? Taphonomic.
1: <laughs> or taphonomy.
0: Taphonomy. Oh. It's five main stages of taphonomy disarticulation, dispersal, accumulation, fossilization, and mechanical alteration. The way experts think this dinosaur made it so far is by him dying next to the coast of a shallow inland seaway in Alberta that stretched from the Gulf of Mexico to the Arctic Ocean. The dinosaur either died drowning or next to the coast and was taken by the water. Dinosaur would most likely floated just like a dead fish due to the high heat that was predominant in those prehistoric times. The body decomposed and filled with gas. After the bloating effect took place, the corpse would have exploded and sunk to the bottom of the seaway, where the corpse conditions where the conditions would be so bad that no scavengers would consume what was left of the corpse. So after like millions like of years, of the, the corpse, solve corpse solve start. Hold on. After dry. millions of years, after millions of years, the corpse started the natural mummification process and thus remained intact to be accidentally found by humanity. Okay.
3: Wait, so what so, happened during the millions of years before it started right, the natural right. mummification Here's the thing. process?
0: We're hypothesizing all of this stuff yeah, that we're telling you. I mean, you. this is all bullshit. Everything about it is hypothesis. None of it is, none of what they're talking about is anything factual. It's literally hypothesis.
1: Well, um, and if, if this thing turned to stone, because it looks like it did up there.
0: Right, uh, it fossilized, yeah, it did the fossilization we, thing.
1: So it doesn't take millions of years. They're going against what is already established science. The Mm -hmm. science is in. The science is in. The science is settled. Fossilization does not take... Petrification does not take millions of years. Petrification can take uh, a year. Hang on. This
0: looks petrified hmm. as opposed to fossilized. What I've seen with fossilization is you see skeletal remains only. This appears to have uh, more than just... Just skeletal and just the, uh, like there's actually like the flesh-ish stuff. You know what I mean? It's not oh, just yeah. And, and
1: fossilization isn't dry. Isn't is purely in sediment and petrification would be. Okay, it does say it's petrified.
2: Yeah. Oh it yeah. Does? It does I'm, not. Okay, okay. I'm actually hoping this is something that we can ask our next guest and because awesome. you know. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we've talked about how we have fossils of like dragonfly wings and stuff. How do you leave an imprint with like something so delicate, like ferns? All these things, right, right? So, it's petrification is just not what we have been told it is.
1: Well, it is what we're what we're told it is. However, they continuously retcon what petrification actually is because petrification is actually very simple. And whether it's a delicate object or it's a bucket of nails that was left out on a back porch for eight months, it's going to run its course. Mm -hmm.
3: This says here that within the very thick and petrified skin of the dinosaur are also all the bones intact.
0: Right. So this was mummified, not petrified. So the skin is petrified, but the inside is mummified. See, it's kind of like a hot pocket. OK, when you put it in the microwave, right, you know, you put the hot pocket in the microwave and it comes out and it's like scalding hot around a frozen core. Right. That's what this is. Right. Except the opposite. Instead of being scalding hot, it's petrified. And on the inside, instead of being frozen, it's mummified. See?
3: That was a great metaphor, dude.
1: Cut <laughs> someone's hot pockets now. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> I've uh, never eaten a hot pocket. Are you serious?
0: Are you serious both of you guys really?
1: Dead serious. Dead serious. Wow. Dead serious. One.
0: I was around for the invention of the hot pocket in like the late 90s. I remember like the It was like Oh, the 1890s? The 1890s, yeah. yeah the 1990s. Uh the chicken and broccoli and cheese one was one that I got a lot. And I did not like the pizza one because I'm Italian, now. if I want pizza I'll fucking make pizza or I'll go to Pepe's. right? Um That's offensive. Right, exactly. The pizza hot pocket is offensive when there's like you know so many pizza places that are so good that's why i never ate one because right. it was
3: offensive to italians
0: right right I, but the hot pocket well eh, like the broccoli it and cheddar sounded disgusting the, they, yeah, they were really they were but when you're like you know a 21 year old living in your first apartment true yeah that
1: is like peak
0: goy slot it really is it, it is hot pocket next or to like mcdonald's yes. yep yeah I've never had
1: them either i never had only, a pizza roll in my I, life
0: i think i've had like I think I've purchased pizza rolls twice and I've personally eaten them once I think
3: well now I will admit to being a frequent consumer of bagel bites in my uh, teenage
0: years uh my my kid my kid likes ba- my kid likes the uh the pizza rolls so Oof. he's 15 he eats really yeah he, well. he can eat it he's a, yeah he' actually yeah he he's he's doing really good yeah break he's, time is it break time? It's time. I put a song I, think, on the I thing. think so. We just hit it. Yeah, it's break time. All right, let's play a wait, song. Wait a sec, you. Yeah, <laughs> wait a sec. Is it break time? Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna play some non-math math rock or some math rock that's not actually math rock. It's uh, uh you've been wanting to play these guys for a while. This is uh, Mishuga. What song is this? No, it, no, is that not Oh, I
1: don't know. I had I had one that was dropped in the content channel a little while ago. Oh, I put another one in there. Dead Pirates.
0: There oh, you did you? Oh. Which one? Ugo by
2: Dead Pirates. So it's
0: not Michigan? What is it? Damn it.
2: Dead Pirates.
0: What the fuck is Ugo by
2: Dead Pirates?
0: Who the hell is Dead Pirates? I've never heard of these guys.
2: Oh, you'll like them. All right. See, all the more reason to play them.
0: Well, we're going to listen to Ugo by Dead Pirates, and we'll be back. Ah Will the Paranormies present the Nationalist Inquirer? I am still Johnny Monoxide with Hudson, Reinhardt, and Grognack. We're back. What's up, fellas?
2: What is that? Not much. It? I'm waiting for you to one time come back and say I am no longer Johnny Monoxide. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have no idea why I started doing that, and I have no idea why I keep doing <laughs> that.
1: I <don't> <laughs> hey, I mean, it's seven seasons in, can't quit now.
0: Right. I just can't start off the show without like if I if I didn't say what's happening, people would be like, "What the hell would Johnny do?"
3: (laughs) That's the day we'll know you got replaced.
0: Right. That's when that you know what would happen is the credence would start playing and be like, "It ain't me." (laughs) (laughs) Oh lord. Yeah.
1: Then then I'd have to take a quick drive in the middle of the night and make sure it's make sure you you know you didn't get replaced.
0: Right. Right. a
1: changeling. Where's the iron?
3: Right. Exactly. We played "It Ain't Me." We get a lot of
0: more Boomer fans. Right. What's your dog's name? Yeah. Except, right. except without that, what would you know? What would it be? It'd be like, uh, I don't know. What's uh, the, what you, what's what the theme you of your, your third bookshelf kid? on the? What's just, what's the theme of your third bookshelf on the right? There you go. I'd be like,
1: what Jews?
0: Then,
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's too easy. Yeah. What's
0: no, what's but like the, the third bookshelf. The nickname yeah. for
1: your youngest kid.
0: Right. Right. You know what was funny is uh, I I posted a picture I. Uh, you know, the, the, new, the, the new things are now is uh, post-T levels and, uh, and not post-physique, post-T levels and post-library, right? Yes. Um, right. And uh, so I posted library at somebody. Somebody said something like, and I posted library, and somebody was like, damn, you organize your, you put all your Jew books in one, on one shelf, too. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Right. Well, I, I organize all my – I was like, listen, I segregate everything, okay? I'm very much into segregation. All my books have to be by uh, theme. Right, but like a bookstore. Right, you're not going to go to a bookstore and find sports books in the cooking section. That would just be weird, right? You don't find you don't find science fiction in the uh, in the Diary of a Wimpy Kid shelf, right? You know what I mean? So you got it. So you only have one shelf of chew books, dude. It's an entire shelf, though. <laughs>
1: It's a long shelf. It's
0: a long shelf. You've seen,
1: and there's books stacked on top of the books that are placed neatly.
0: Right. There's yeah. I have, and I have, <laughs> and I have boxes of books that aren't haven't made it to the shelves. And I, I've seen the pics. Yeah, it's the Library of Alexandria Posted for schizos. the library at me before. It's like the library. It's like the Library of Alexandria for schizos.
1: Except yeah. Except for racist.
0: Right. It's the racist Library of Alexandria. There you go. There we go. That's a good one. Um. I just had dude, I when I when I finally get a chance to read all the books that I haven't read yet. Oh yeah. Good lord. Same.
1: I know. Oh, that reminds me. I took my kid to the library today to go play with they have like a, a a table of trains, like a bunch of trains, and he loves playing with them. Right. So we'll go there when it's really crazy hot out and we'll just play with the trains. But today I walked in and they had a banned books section that was put up in front. Uh, it was a oh presentation of, of books that have been removed from schools or something Whoa. for whatever reason.
0: Right. They all they're, gay? Like, they're all retarded and gay. Yeah. It's like, really?
1: Well, there was Mouse. A removed. Oh, I know what that is. A complete by
2: A Jew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. About removed a Jew by a Jew. For
1: you know, sexual material violence. Right. Uh, let's what see. Hop gay. on Pop. Dr. Seuss.
3: Right. Hop on Pop. I don't well, even want to know what that's It's about. Dr. Seuss.
0: Oh. Yeah, because Dr. Um, Seuss was banned, but Dr. Seuss was banned <laughs> for being a Nazi. Except he was What Jewish. I thought? Or no, being a me. racist. Excuse me for his racist yeah. World War II representations of the Japanese.
1: Never mind uh, the sneeds.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say it's the sneeches, yeah. right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> the sneeds. Okay, now stuck in no, head that book Did I tell raised. you guys?
0: I, I told you guys about the about the the fourth the reading thing at my kid's school when he was in like fifth grade they had like a, a reading night and you, you go to all the different classrooms and they do a little, you know, a little presentation, you get a token. And when you get all the tokens, you get a prize at the end, right? It's like a thing for re- yay reading. Anyways, he went into the fourth grade teacher's room and it was, uh, the correlation was the diary of Anne Frank and this Nietzsche's <laughs> because some of them have stars and some of them did not. Yes. I love, I love on this
1: too. Cause I'll, I'll read a couple more that were on there, but the description for the banned books week that they have, um, started in 1982 in response to a sudden surge in the number of challenges to books in schools, bookstores, and libraries. Um, let's see, brings together the entire book community, blah, 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 in shared support of the freedom to seek and ex- to express ideas, even though some consider unorthodox or unpopular. One of the other books that was on here was Gender Queer, removed for extreme sexually explicit material.
0: But, but there's no Mein Kampf, and there's no... But it's
2: right there, right? right. You can just pick it up. Sure. Yeah. It's the band bookshelf. Where the wild things right. are. Get
1: it? It's on there, too. What's
0: You need to these
1: things a little
2: they
0: put the, Why is Maurice Zendak's book on the band book list?
1: Uh, let's see. I can't make it out in the picture that I took uh, because it was behind a few other books, but all I can see here is Triggering Material. Wow. Triggering material and wow. where the w- wild things are. Boy, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Where the sidewalk ends is on here, too.
0: Another book written by a Jew. Shel Silverstein.
1: Yep. A Time to Kill, John Grisham. Jesus. And Water for Elephants. That was a game.
0: here's book. the thing is none of these books are actually banned. That's the funny part.
1: No, none of the The Hate You Give was on here, too. The fuck is, uh... <sighs>
0: yeah.
2: Oh boy! Think the, the cover same for gender that queer. Go into like Barnes and Nobles and buy all these books
1: are the same people that have the hate has no home here" sign on their yard. Yeah, they're also the ones who get arrested for you know biting somebody or pedophilia. Like the Sliding CEO somebody. of Beyond Meat.
0: Oh yeah, the, the oh, yeah, yeah the CEO Beyond Meat was eating somebody's nose.
1: Yeah, bit somebody's nose off. Like off. Yeah. Like a freaking chimpanzee.
0: Literally Mike Tyson, the guy's nose.
1: Let me find a picture of this guy. C-O-O, beyond meat. Let me me pull this guy up here. I mean, this this dude looks like he could bite somebody's nose off, too, by the way. And I'll put it in the content channel so everybody else can see, too. Uh, Or so you guys can see. There you go. This dude looks like he never quit being a linebacker.
0: Right. And that's not... I mean, he, unfortunately, he's a white dude, and he's going to... Yeah. Uh, but, or is he? What's his name? He's very red. What is his name?
1: <laughs> Doug uh, Ramsey. Doug Ramsey? Yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah. bit. He punched a man and bit his nose Saturday after a college football game in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Doug Ramsey.
1: Well, Even this dude wants real meat. Hmm.
3: Ramsey allegedly punched through the back windshield of a Subaru after it clipped his front tire in a parking garage following the University of Arkansas Razorbacks game, according to a police report. Subaru driver confronted Ramsey, who allegedly punched him and bit his nose, ripping the flesh on the tip of the nose. Officers said in the report after they found two males with bloody faces. A witness also told police Ramsey threatened to kill the driver.
0: All right, so the guy was at a football game and got into a fight. He just happens yeah. to be the COO of Beyond Meat, which is a shitty plant-based meat company. Meat company. <laughs>
1: yeah, he was. He was brought in uh, back in December uh, to see the company uh, to oversee like big launches with fast food chains. So like you see uh, Burger King, McDonald's, whatever doing. Uh, side by sides with uh, beyond meat Tyson um uh, KFC I think was doing it too
3: yeah he spent three decades at Tyson Foods before he uh oh. went on board with beyond meat right so
1: another fake meat company right yeah another yes another fake meat company and one that is probably complicit in Arkansas funny enough uh, mm. right along yeah, the human right. trafficking route
0: right yep Mina wow. Arkansas anybody yeah so
1: uh, there you go. This we never this actually. You know what? Like
0: we he. never did the part two of the Clinton conspiracy stuff, where we actually got into the trafficking and the mean Arkansas stuff.
1: I still have the Neon Revolt Arkansas trafficking route article that was
0: huge. Okay.
1: Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll pull it up. We should probably season.
0: pull all that up and do that this season. Yeah, we probably should. No, we Larry, um, I don't know if Larry Nichols is dead. That but was a honestly, episode. Episode. that was our first. Our, you know, that was our. I think that might have actually been. The Paranormy's very first real interview, other than like Weave, yeah.
1: So the very first real interview.
0: <laughs> well, no, we had we had the Atlantic Centurion, that was fun. yeah, yeah. Th- he was great. He was great. That's I mean, un- unfortunately, he's gone like the wind. Yes, and it's along with his his paper. It if was anybody- beautiful mind. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I remember when I met him. I was like, "You are wow." Okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> internet is is the thing. Um, you became cash. No, no, definitely not. not. Quite. You don't do cash jokes without dogbot. Come on, that's not fair. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's not fair. That's not fair. Um, but uh, was the uh, what was I saying? Uh, shit. Yeah,
1: first first real interview was that one. Yeah, it
0: was it was him, uh, the Atlantic Centurion, and we talked about we talked about meme magic, and that was awesome. And Weave was on for that one too. Um, but if anybody's out there has the Atlantic Centurion Five PT
3: paper, oh yeah, that wrote, post it.
0: Yeah, please. if you if anybody has that, please post it or send it to the Paranormies email at ParanormiesPresent at gmail.com, Please, I have no idea where it is. It's it's on a laptop, like two laptops ago of mine, and I I can't find it. And I really really want to read that paper again. Um, Same. Because uh, I know, like to I know it the first time. there's a countercurrents article about it and there's some quotes out of it, but that's not enough. So, yeah. Anyhow. Yeah, that was that was way back. And we've we've done we've done a couple of interviews since the Larry Nichols interview, but that was the, the first that was the first really big one. And uh, he came on with his oxygen bottle. And
3: yeah, wasn't he like coughing a he lot? Was,
0: he was no, he just had well he coughed a lot. Yeah, but he also was on oxygen It was like cuz he was a heavy smoker back in the 70s. And he was in charge. He was basically like Bill Clinton's money guy, like for like buying people off and stuff when he was governor of Arkansas. Yeah, mafia boss of Arkansas. Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, man, it was it was it was an interesting interview. Anyways, yeah, if he's still around, maybe no, he's probably too old. But yeah, we got to do the Clinton stuff because Hillary keeps popping back up in the news.
1: So Keep trying to push that lizard in.
0: I know, right? Well, it's like, Good lord. It's like a gecko. You just can't shake it off like this. Yeah. Hey,
1: well, it's... last thing I'll say about this one, real quick, is I have a hard time feeling bad for the Subaru driver. Why? Because <laughs> they drive a Subaru.
0: What the fuck's wrong with the Subaru? Just because like
1: it depends on who the person is. Subarus are quality cars, but the community are not quality people. Well, they're usually lesbians.
0: Right. There's,
1: well, it true. That's, it's true. It's like an old. old not necessarily
0: true. I hate that meme. I hate that the lesbians have acquired the Subaru because the Boxster motor is an amazing. It's basically a work of art when it comes they've to. they
2: moved, John. They've moved on to the Jeep. It's okay. Yeah, like have. So. If you haven't caught on to this, where I am. The oh, there.
0: well, yeah. New. There's lesbian. No, that's Jeep now. But 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 still Subarus. But still Subies. Um, yeah. So
2: not like. I was gonna say while we're talking about cooking books and band books, mm-hmm. we have a thing about books and the the content.
0: Is it a new if thing that I haven't want, seen yet? And you just let's try to create a transition here. Is there something that you just well, posted that I didn't get to see it?
1: No, it's okay. it's the one that he really wanted to talk about. They're oh, ruining yeah. my it's,
0: books. Oh, you're yeah. burning your books. We'll work, we'll oh, work on
1: your segues.
0: Yeah, you gotta work yeah, on your segues. Those was... are terrible. <laughs> so RL R. A. Salvatore is an enormous faggot.
3: Is that like uh the guy that wrote the Goosebumps books, right? Yes, he wrote uh, <laughs> that was
0: R. L. Stein. Nice though. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. That was that that was good. That was good, Hudson. You've had a couple of good ones today. Not bad for your first shot. Um, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um but R.A. Salvatore is responsible for some of, were they TSR at the time? Or Forgotten I, it was just Forgotten Realms?
2: I don't remember, but he's basically responsible for the canon stories of right. the Dark Elves. He, right,
0: he's responsible for all the canon and all the lore of the Dark Elves and everything about the Dark Elves and basically had invented the entire race, basically.
3: So I know basically nothing about D&D, but I'm predicting that the Dark Elves is racist. Yes.
0: Very much so. Oh. Yes, very much so. Of course. So. Um, because an entire race. The, everything about this article is just terrible, okay? Everything about this article is terrible. I read the D&D's oh, Drizzt books were built I'm on racist tropes. <laughs> R.A. Salvatore wants to change that. If the drower being portrayed is evil, that's a trope that has to go away. You created it. Right. Well, he he created He can change it just much like every other except for Tolkien because he's dead uh, and the other people that they're doing it to because they're dead.
3: Oh, but um, didn't you hear that Tolkien would have probably been on board with them changing it? Oh, absolutely.
0: Because he, he was a liberal and anti-Nazi,
3: right? Yeah, that's what really smart political guys told me.
2: So they're basically doing to him what they did to J.K. Rowling and they're like, you know, there's there's a lot of fags playing D D now and so they're like oh you have a lot of racist elements in your book it's like well that's welcome to welcome to fantasy lore altogether idiot but now they're looking at him because he's you know he's at the top of the pedestal as far as writing novels and stuff but he's got 30 years of books to undo of like this evil fucked up race i'm actually uh if you guys like my creepy bosses at all the D based ones kind of i'm gonna do one on the drow and you'll enjoy
3: it. He should just write a book that says, like, oh, they used to be slaves and they were brought to wherever and that's why they're
2: bad.
1: Dry Negroes.
2: No, no, but they, that's the but they just—they look at every other race as something that they can enslave, or oh, just,
0: they are—they're the
2: vermin that they should destroy.
0: Yeah, the thing about so, the like, Drow okay. is they're the, the, Drow, the most
2: racist of racist right. fantasy races. But the, but ends. in,
0: but not in a way that's like they're—they're they're racist in it that they are actual supremacists, right? Is they're it yes. like the
3: Imperium yes. of Man yeah. and Warhammer, like that kind of thing? Like they just know trying to take over everything else. I don't know anything uh, about
1: that. It's it's not that they're trying to expand and take over. They have supremacy pretty much in their area of mm-hmm. of you know in their home area. They are they see themselves and where they are and who they are as completely superior to every other form of being, every form of civilization. So if they come into contact, they want to enslave and dominate. Um, and Based. well, beyond dominate, exterminate.
2: Yeah. yeah, they're really they're really rapey too. So yep. I don't that know how he's stuff. gonna undo all these books.
0: <laughs> it's a lot of there's a lot of there, you know. And again again like Salvatore says that the whole like othering the drow was always his intent, like making them the other. So
2: like when well, you have a story, you need, like, a good and bad guy. Yeah,
0: right? you have to. That's the thing about this. Everything about the new Dungeons & Dragons stuff takes away from classic storytelling tropes, wh- whatever you want to call it, um, ideas, tropes.
3: Well, this when, article says that since its inception in the 1970s, the game has codified racism yes, yes, in the, the form co- of strict inequalities between its fantasy races within the, the within its rule set.
0: You mean just like in real now you life. know why I love
2: the
3: game,
0: but. right? But that's the thing; is it's just like real life. Like and then this ine- guy,
3: uh, this really, this guy, James Mendez Hodes wrote in 2019, D&D, like Tolkien, makes race literally real in-game by applying immutable modifiers to character ability, scores, skills, and other characteristics. Like, you know, you would need in a fucking game. Like in real
2: life, too. Right, like in real life, too.
0: Like in real life, too, you know? Like, certain certain races are better at certain things, certain races are not better at certain things. It's terrible. This whole thing is terrible. So there's an article, another article.
2: so, sorry, Johnny, if you didn't mind, they already kind of attacked the race thing. Remember we we talked about that when we were in d and a couple times? Like, they now were- they have black elves and black halflings and hobbits and whatever. Well, that but now
1: they're, they're also they're making- like, no,
2: there's just no evil, man. Like, when you yeah, play the man. actual game of D&D, they're supposed to be creatures you come across in the game where, like a, like a goblin, you don't have to ask questions. A goblin's bad. Like You see it in the game and right. you kill it. And you that's, don't try to have a conversation but the thing is
0: though, it. Right, but the thing is, though, Grognak, is this racism... <laughs> making races like orcs and dark elves and goblins inherently evil does two things.
2: First of yeah. Of now all. you have to be like, well, it's a, it's a, it's a evil ooze, and well, I'm gonna try to talk to it and reason with it. No, it's really just an ooze. It doesn't have any views. Well, I'm gonna ask, you know, what it thinks about, you know, coming together. No. The ooze has no. So views. what is a monster? <laughs> what's a monster in these games now?
1: It's just funny. Well, to
2: okay. Historian so historian, what Oh what, I, what's I that,
1: Johnny?
0: Finished, I I I didn't get to finish what I wanted to say there. Yeah. What. Um, so making making them inherently evil does does bad things, right? So first of all, it presents a world in which good and evil are so simplistic that an entire culture, race, or a species can be inherently evil. Oh my God, what if there was a good orc, you know? If someone were to transpose that way of thinking onto cultures or races today, it could lead to the worst kind of prejudice. Like, wow. Yeah. Wow, this could be... like So if people actually... If actually, people thought that like entire races were bad. Oh, well, that could be prejudice. Mm. But then it's, it's yeah. a game. It's fantasy. The whole point of this thing is it's fantasy. It's fucking well, Dungeons and Dragons. It's fucking fantasy. It's fantasy. Well, it's not
2: real. Well, dude, oh, part- as, as far as his book goes, his whole book is about a drow. Who, that's the that's the protagonist, mm-hmm. and the whole world turns its head because he's not evil. Right. That's right. the
0: whole point of all his books. The whole, point of, the whole point of Drizzt's story is that he's not the bad guy and that Metallica wrote two songs about him. <laughs> they did? Which ones? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Unforgiven and Unforgiven 2? Read the lyrics to Unforgiven and tell me that's not the story of Drizzt Dordan. Oh, we
2: played the wrong song tonight, I guess. But
1: Lars would have sued her ass.
2: Lars would have
0: sued the shit out of us. The only time I got to do that one, we did one was uh, somebody making fun of Metallica.
1: So here, here's the the quote, the full quote from uh, the tagline of the article. Um, and after this, I want to say something. But uh, Salvatore says, I can't tell you how many letters I've gotten over the years from people who have said, thank you for Drist. I finally have someone who looks like me. You know, on the one hand, you have that. But on the other hand, if the drawer being portrayed is evil, that's a trope that has to go away. Number one, trope he helped create it has to be buried under the deepest pit and never brought out again. I was unaware of that. I admit it. I was oblivious. Here's the thing. And this has come up with Rings of Power and with uh, how the House of the Dragon show, the Game of Thrones, terrible spin-off. These people, they don't understand because they have no self-awareness. They are complete NPCs. They have no idea how actually racist they're being by their own standards, just by Looking at somebody with darker skin and assuming that they are that character, and assuming that that character is supposed to be like them because it's dark skin, they're doing the exact same thing, and I hate to use whataboutism there, but it's more—it's more and it's more just NPCism.
0: What they're doing is they're doing DR3, right? They're DR3. Well, it it's
1: like months <laughs> ago when Rrow we did a similar. Drow are here. the real
0: racist. That's right.
1: It's um, it's like months ago when we did a similar story here and they were pulling out lore on, like, half-orcs because they uh, were too close in description to blacks or mind flayers being in too close a description to, I mean, we would say Jews, but...
0: (laughs) Right. Or the fact that beholders are just evil.
1: Just pure evil, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: Okay, so
2: actually you know what's funny like i've read 30 something of his books for this setting Mm -hmm. so far and what he's really shaping up is that the only evil race is humans mostly white people right
0: oh no that's what he's like humans like humans yes humans humans are the only real truly evil yeah um speaking of dr3 you guys I'm not real happy about this thing, but I also haven't read any, any of these Forgotten Realms books in forever. Um, also, New York Times bestselling author, R.A. Salvatore. Of course, he's part of the agenda. Of course, his, book, yeah, his books come around to this. Dude, of course, his books come around to this sort of like, oh, you like this as a kid? Fuck you. Yep. Not as bad as what they did to fucking Chippendale, though. Holy crap. Did they make them gay or something? No, no. They took Gadget, the little girl mouse that they both had a crush on, and it married the bug and had a bunch of half mouse, half bug children. Oh, my. In every God. way, shape, or form. And But the bug had a big old black voice when he grew up. Wow. So it's they- interracial, intraspecies, like,
1: uh, Wow, Disney. Does she drink Steel Reserve spoke Paul Malls and take her kids with her like, everywhere Wow, now?
0: Disney. No, she was still Gadget from the from the show. Think, yeah. But anyways, yeah, Disney did that. <laughs> Disney did Disney did Rescue Rangers fans bad. Oosh. Um,
1: I mean, they also, if you're 45 years old and, and still a Rescue Rangers fan. What's that? For, if you're 45-plus years old and still a Rescue Rangers fan after they redid it, I don't know what to tell you. you yeah, like, I mean. need to commit seppuku. Well,
0: no, like. The the kids used to watch the DVDs, you know?
1: No, I'm talking uh, today as they've redone it.
0: Right, no, it's a movie. And so I put it on. I put it on. I was like, oh, you know, let's see what Disney did. put it on. It's a half live action, half CGI. Let's check it out. And I put it on. So it's like a Roger Rabbit style with some cartoony and some CGI, right? So I put it on. And this is awful, right, from the very, very beginning. It was terrible. They, They even did... They um, did you guys hear about the very famous TikToker who did a meet and greet and literally nobody showed up? This this TikToker has like six and a half million subscribers and literally nobody showed up to a meet and greet. That's what how dead the internet really is. Um, wow! But they they this movie did that sketch in the movie before it happened in real life. So I don't know if that was a setup, but
2: Johnny, you know how Peter Pan was this, like, destroyed reprobate in the movie? Yeah. He was, like, the bad guy. Um, did you ever hear rumors about how Walt Disney supposedly had relationships oh, with uh, the Walt young Disney, uh, pan yeah, That was pan our boy. first episode.
0: That's our first episode <laughs> of the season. And he, yeah. Dude, weren't Tell you me there? that's a
2: coincidence.
0: Weren't you there for this? The, the kid killed himself. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, Rescue Rangers thing just came out, so... Chippendale.
0: Ah, yeah. Um... Speaking of DR3, speaking of DR3, Ron DeSantis, man, boy, did he own those libtards. <sighs> I love owning the libs, but sending 50 migrants to Martha's Vineyard is not owning the libs when millions and millions of migrants and foreigners have come in and just chat all over our country. Yeah. Yeah. The Martha's, I yeah. mean, did you guys did you guys get a kick out of that? The DR, but that but just went to prove the d three is true. Dems are the real racist. They literally are. They're like, get those, get those, get stinking- bye. by. They called the National Guard. Yeah. They were, Dude, like, they, they,
1: they, were they were like, were we don't like have the this housing. They close to being Italy and shooting, the, shooting holes in the freaking boats. Right? They're
0: cool. like, we don't have the housing. And like, shut up, Margaret. You own four homes that are empty on Martha's, uh, Martha's Vineyard. We can't handle this influx. Shut the fuck up. You guys get 10,000 people on the beaches every Saturday. And the memes
1: was, The
0: memes started when they let
1: Obama but...
0: yeah. come there. Yeah. Yeah,
1: the or, memes were funny. The yeah, Obama unveilings. Obama. Like, here's the new sign. Trespassers will be shot.
0: Yeah, it's great. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. Everything about it's the situation. Just theater.
0: No, everything about, yeah, it's red team, blue team theater. It's it's red meat for the red team, blue team theater goers, watchers. Um, but it was funny. You know, I got to do, I got you know, we talked about it. The guys were talking about it at work. So I got to do the, the whole DR3 thing. And they're like, I like that. Dems are the real racist. It's true, though. It's true. I'm like, yeah, of course it's true. That's why we say it. And it's like such a condescending racism that these libtars have. Makes it worse.
1: It really is. Well, it's it more, really it's a harkening back to what we just talked about with the you know, the D&D fans. You know, it's a condescending NPC form of racism.
0: Oh, jeez. The condescension.
1: I'm it's horrible. Yeah. And you see it cropping up more and more, too, on, on the other side of, of folks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, egos... It just goes to show you is that man is not inherently good. Ego is everywhere. Right. And so, not everybody has a mind.
0: <laughs> so No, yeah. not, not everybody does. Not everybody can see the apple. Uh, that article about Aria Salvatore's books had a, an article you could click through to about race, the original sin of the fantasy genre. Yeah, I saw that. Like... From the very first page of Tolkien's Fellowship of the Ring, he used the word race, and he used it in the word, in the book The Hobbit as well. But um, he, his conception of races of Middle-earth have become more or less the standard across the fantasy genre. Tolkien's conception of race is a huge problem. Mm. Huge. Because what if I want to play as an orc and I'm a good orc? There's no such thing. It's fantasy. Stop it. It's fantasy. Oh, I love this. I love this. They talk about
1: those of those few of mixed ancestry, like Aragorn or the Urukai. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mixed ancestry with the Urukai? They were once men.
1: Well no, it's they're 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 like crossbreeds of orcs and like goblin yeah. men, which yeah, are yeah, crossbreeds yeah. themselves with right, orcs right, and goblins. Right, right, so right. Tolkien actually does what these people want is race mixing of man and goblin at some point.
3: And then you get the
1: beautiful Urukai, Yes. Right. Yeah. Listen, stunning and brave. St- yes.
0: Absolutely. You you've, listen, you've never, I mean, and then dwarf women, you know, Black dwarf women. Black black dwarf women. Oh my god!
1: I'm I'm still mad they didn't put a beard on her.
0: I I mean they clearly are not going by by canon because according to Gimli, according to Gimli, according to Gimli, (laughs) can't tell the difference between dwarf
1: dwarf. (laughs) men. Yes, they're often mistaken for dwarf Dwarf men. men. Hmm. Ah, yes. Oh. Yeah, this is this is something that we're we're not going to see the end of. And oh no, they haven't Grognak, ruined
0: everything yet. So,
1: no, I mean, Grognak, I know you and I and others in our uh, fantasy chat have talked about this before. But buy up all the D and D physical books, older ones that you can, don't, because don't they buy they anything available. from these
2: people. Just buy. I'm I'm just going to kick this fucker off the pedestal.
0: I'll write the books. There you Hell go. Yeah.
2: There you I'll go. help
0: you. With, there you go. I'll help you with the lore. All right, you guys write the books. Moving on. Grog next is going to write some books. Speaking of books, booking.com... Oh, my God. That was beautiful. Yes. To add safety and human rights warning to West Bank settlements. Oy vey! Oh, God. <laughs> the English version of the reservation service website will add the word occupied as well as a warning that there may be an increased risk to safety and human rights. Oh, God. Um, How dare they? How could booking.com do this?
1: Read the authors, the four authors of this article. <laughs>
0: Hagar Sazaf, Oh, my Shazaf, oh my. Jonathan Liz. Noah Spiegel. And Hadar Kane.
1: Wait, I thought we were done with fantasy. No more. Noah Smiegel? Spiegel. <laughs> Probably yes, looks like
0: Spiegel. Probably H P I E G E L. Spiegel.
2: This is. I want right to write to Heretz for this one, boys.
0: Visiting the area may be accompanied by an increased risk to safety and human rights or other risks to the local community and visitors. <laughs> 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 ah, Jews owned. That's what you get. You move into somebody else's country, you know, kick them out of their house, set up illegal settlements on the West Bank. I mean, if booking.com is going to send people to there to vacation, I think they should be a little honest and forthright about what the fuck's going on there on the West Bank. There. Noah, Spiegel, Hagar, shzaf.
1: I just love the wording. May be accompanied by an increased risk to safety and human rights. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you may witness some Palestinians getting this shit whipped out of their nannas. You know what I mean? Or whatever my, they call You it. know,
1: might witness a six-year-old getting his head exploded by a 50-cal.
0: Right, right. You could see... For throwing a rock. Exactly, exactly. You, you, you could see an entire Palestinian family run over by a tank, you know... As her house is being pulled down. These this, people says swear
3: that, to God. Uh, this says that Israeli tourism minister Yoel Razvazov oh, held an urgent meeting following Booking.com's decision, after which he said the tourism ministry agreed to put political pressure on Booking.com as well as speak with the company directly to reverse the decision. How did the ministry will also how did consider you get to a marketing the campaign?
0: How did you get to read the article? Did you put your? Did I can read it?
3: Oh, I I just clicked it. I can read it just fine. It's not. You probably me. have clicked on too many this month or something.
0: Oh, and then, Well, and then when I tried to put my email address in, it will It doesn't. Your email address seems to be invalid, Normie. Don't give them your email address. I was just gonna give him my Normie, dude. I didn't care. I wanted to read I the rest of his article, but whatever. You can nah. So the Jews are getting. The truth told about, go, oh God, and they're going to strike at booking.com. Is what's going to happen is it's going to be uh, like, like, um, truevaga.com is going to take over. And now there's no, now there's no more booking. Booking.com will be no more, is what will happen, you know?
3: Well, the, bi- the, the Razvazov said that a business will not dictate to us what area is Israel and what area isn't. We intend to act with all the means at our disposal to reverse this decision. Including the Samson option. Exactly.
1: (laughs) And this is where the more – this is where more condescending uh, uh, normie NPC racism just – it cannot compute which side to go with. Right.
0: (laughs) Exactly. They're like,
1: but
3: choose. I mean that's why this article is in Harak's. Like it's not in right. the New York Times it's in Heage
0: oh right right this this could not this could never fly in any in any
3: America this was designed to make other Jews angry Sure. to that's... like put more political pressure on booking dot com
0: that's absolutely that's what it is we're we're never using booking dot com again
3: that's it says it. the the person who's literally never even
0: heard of the website right and is well you know when they travel they do the Ron Jeremy method and put their stuff in like a shopping bag and Yeah, (laughs) literally the cheapest thing on two feet. No, he like like that's how he travels. Like he packs his clothes in like a like a grocery bag and takes it on the plane with him. He's like classy. He's yeah, he's literally zero class whatsoever. I don't think he's he's allowed on a plane anymore. Not anymore. (laughs) I don't know. uh, Astro, Astro's in the chat. Hello, Astro. Astro theology. Astro, Astro what's up, buddy? I was gonna say astrotheologian, but it's astrotheology now in here. Um, Nice. He was real. Big. It wasn't it. real big, but he was interested in the um, the Ron Jeremy trial and how he was getting shafted by all the other Jews. They do that every now and then. You know wh- who was the Ponzi scheme guy? They got they put him in prison.
1: Oh, I can't remember his name. You know
0: what I'm talking but about. But yeah,
1: they sacrificed Bernie Madoff. Own. Bernie Madoff.
0: Yes, yeah. Bernie Madoff. They did well. They made a whole movie about it. The other guys with Will Farrell and and Mark Wahlberg. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a hilarious! But I love that movie. Michael Keaton is the best in that whole freaking movie. That is funny. The the, the the whisper yelling. Yeah. Will you guys stop it right now? This is a funeral. Like that's like. <laughs> <laughs> the the whisper yelling is my favorite. It's like the best part. Michael Keaton. Anyway, um. Yeah, Bernie Madoff. Like they they often throw a Jew under the bus.
3: You know. Yeah, that, I mean, it really like you know one Jew doesn't mean that much to the entire like
0: Collateral thing for them. Collective of yeah. Jews, yeah, to the collective, board, to the to the Jew Borg, it doesn't matter. And here's the thing: is Bernie Madoff is gonna you know his investments are making money while he's in prison in white collar prison with Jared from Subway, Jared Fogle, <laughs> whose, whose investments <laughs> yeah. are making money. You know what I mean? They're just they're shits. They're just making money while they're in white collar prison, getting away from their wives who are annoying as fuck. I guess you know whatever. Um. But they're not, uh, yeah, they often will throw a, a, one of their own under the bus. And that's what's happening with Ron Jeremy. It's what happened with Bernie Madoff. It happens. It's probably what Harvey Weinstein was all about,
1: you know? Oh, yeah. So,
0: anyhow, moving along. Where were uh,
1: real yeah. real quick, can what's I so? just say one more thing about this, uh, Heretz article? Yeah. So, the last part of this, um, I don't think I zoned out. So, I just, yeah, as long as nobody read this one, um, <laughs> one of the Israelis said uh, that Booking.com is the one violating human rights, particularly the right of Palestinians to earn a living with dignity and their right to participate in the reality of normal life on the ground. Wow. <laughs> that's what they're mad about. Hundreds okay. of Palestinians work at various tourist sites and and in the many guest accommodations. Unfortunately, they will be the first to lose their livelihood. Oh, my God. Wow.
2: This is incredible. The
0: balls. Oh, the chutzpah. <sighs> oh, man. Oh, you can tell. That part of the article, that was that was Noah. Spie- oh, that's yeah. got Spiegel written all over it right there. You can tell Noah Spiegel wrote that part. He's a good one. He's a real journalist.
3: Yeah, that's a Spiegel spiel. It's
0: a, sp- oh, a spiel from a Spiegel. Write that down. Yes.
1: Spiegel from a Spiegel.
0: A spiel from Der Spiegel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this is, is this is his name spelled like Der Spiegel? Oh, Lord.
1: No. Okay. Der Spiegel is S-P-I-E-G-E-L. This is just S-P-I.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. they, they do it S-H-P-I. all
1: S-H-P-I.
0: The they do all the time. Okay, before we go, um, Dogbot wanted to talk about this. He brought it up earlier today. Um, it reminds me of, this reminds me of like all those CGI videos about space and the cool stuff we're going to do in space. Whoa. Yeah. So uh the ocean the ocean cleanup project, right? According to their projections, they expect to be able to clean the entire Great Pacific Garbage Patch containing 100 million kilograms of plastic. Using this system called system number three and there's a computer rendered deal because of course you know this this giant totally real island made of trash you know that totally totally exists out in the pacific that we're totally you know do you guys believe do you guys believe first of all do you guys believe that this island exists
3: i don't believe there's a pacific ocean
1: it's probably
0: camouflaged
1: (laughs) as trash Whatever whatever it is, it is not an entire island of trash. It's probably no an entrance way. to the Hollow Earth.
0: Right. But this garbage patch, like, do you guys believe that there's this how many ever mile...
3: I mean, I don't know. I don't see why not, really, because there is a ton of garbage that right, comes but it's out of like Asia and you know, and it's like it's it in somewhere. a pile.
0: It's kept in a pile by like trash boats, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, we just keep adding. So it. it's like a trash heap basically. I mean, am I am I misinterpreting what we think this thing no, is? No, I or?
3: think I think that's what it is. I mean, I don't no. I don't know I if it's, it's real, but I think it's Godzilla
0: could be. Yeah, I mean, I would I would much Pacific. yeah Yeah. i would believe i would believe it's either godzilla or gojira it's like covering something if it's real yeah where does china put all their trash out there right there
3: there. okay so yeah so
0: this big net thing which is a gigantic okay so they're gonna use these huge tanker boats to pull these nets which is gonna harvest just plastic no marine life you know just clearly you're just going to pick up plastic no marine life um and i don't know if it's going to get the microplastics but that's a whole other that's a whole other ball of wax there no but, we'll
1: leave the microplastic to marine life
0: well microplastics um, just like like seed oils are, are just a distraction from talking about jewish power but um this is probably a distraction but, but here's the thing the boats required to do this work much like the airplanes flying around that are gonna do the thing that blots out the sun, are gonna put off so much pollution. And these are like super tankers. And how much like energy and uh, greenhouse gases do super tankers put off in in pollution? You know, this is ridiculous. Oh,
1: it's gonna be ridiculous. Yeah, by again. by their standards, admitted standards of you know what air travel and and sea travel put off.
0: Right. So again, this is another one of those. Pie in the sky, things that's never gonna happen. It's done with computer rendering. They're gonna take a whole bunch of money and throw it somewhere into a startup yeah. that's gonna yeah.
3: It's a money. it's a money laundering operation.
1: It has to it's be. gonna be it's gonna be given to a startup that existed like six months ago and the people who hold the biggest uh, stakes, hold the biggest stakes in like Mormon transhumanist companies and yeah. Saudi Arabian mm. sex trafficking and <laughs> it's like literally yeah.
3: the CIA. I, I bet if yes. we like dug deep enough, we, it would probably come back to some like alphabet agency shell company. Probably. So
0: no, I think probably is an understatement.
3: Sure it, yeah. yeah. What's that Johnny?
0: Pretty sure. Probably is an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, because it's going
1: to require a ridiculous amount of money. Let's see. Oh, oh and this company's yeah. out of the Netherlands, by the way. Ah, this ocean of cleanup company.
0: Yes, because of course, because when you when I think of ocean cleanup, I think of Holland,
1: especially yes. Pacific Ocean cleanup.
0: Right. The Netherlands yeah, is Holland, right? Yeah.
1: Yes, yeah. Y'all's, y'all's golden age <laughs> and Jewish Dutch slavery ended like two hundred right. years right. ago. Right. Calm right. Down, it's, guys. It's
0: totally, totally not the Dutch East India Company at all. Right,
1: (laughs) Dutch East India Company, the ocean cleanup, right? The final solution.
0: I'm just saying, you know, and of course it's off California because you know America is most of the polluting, dude. It's like so close to Hawaii. Aren't the Hawaiians worried? You,
1: I was going to say, you think with as large as this is, with the inflated numbers that they give for how large this trash island is, you would think you could see it from Hawaii
0: from space.
1: Oh, you clearly see it from space as this totally real artist well, rendering come, shows
0: us yeah well that's the other thing is how come nobody like there's no environmentalist taking pictures of it from like a satellite even being like I, these guys you'd think an environmentalist like yeah satellites are fake but check this out you can see the trash like <laughs> you know what I mean
3: yeah like the idea is so dumb it's like a child could have come up with it
0: so you take a big net and you go around and you swirl up all the trash and you pull the trash out of the ocean and you throw it away Yeah, like like a child could have come up with that. That's a segue. Literally a child could have come up with that.
3: Hmm. Yeah, and in New Jersey, uh, Bill Gates tweeted out that uh, in New Jersey, um, they're taking climate curriculum one step further and not just telling students what's happening, but also asking them what the world can do about it. So public school teachers in New Jersey add climate change
0: to the curriculum there. So that's a part of the curriculum now. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, get your kids yeah. out of the public indoctrination camps known as
1: school. Yeah. yeah. Be, be an extremist. Homeschool your kids.
0: That's right. So, oh, Jesus Christ. Is an NPR article. I'm not clicking it. Um, nope. But Bill Don't Gates says, it. he said, this is great. Bill Gates loves it. Of course he does. Of, of course, course he does. Of course he does. We're going well, to get children. You know, so this is the thing. We're going to get children's input on what the world can do about climate change. And you know what? They're all going to say, like ice cream and recess. No, they're kids they're nowadays. Say like, no, no, I'm sorry. We're going to go on. to the moon, Hang Mr. On. Aldrin. No, no, stop. What they're going to say is they're concerned about systemic racism and the deforestation of the rainforest. OK, yeah. And then they'll say, because, by the way, we're gay. Right. And by the way, I'm cutting off my tits, dad. Yeah. You patriarchal asshole. This is your fault. I'm a communist now. What? Wait a second. What just happened? No, that's literally. Yeah, <laughs> but, but no, but that's dude. No, like nobody asks kids. Why do anybody ask kids? I didn't let my kid pick out his own shoes until he had a job and could pay for him himself. You know <laughs> what I mean? Right.
1: My mom didn't let me pick out my own clothes until, like, middle school.
0: Right. We're going to let kids have a say on what we're going to do about climate change. Well, John, kids are pretty smart sometimes. Sure they are, but they're also kids, and they're retarded. All of them are stupid in their own little way. I love children. I love kids. I have two of my own.
3: Dude, your son's going to thank you for making him pick out his own bootstraps. Yeah, exactly. Cosby, have a show about that.
0: About what? Kids say the darndest things? (laughs) How Hmm. smart kids are. (laughs) Yeah. <sighs> but oh, but like you don't like you don't it's like you don't give children more than one choice because kids can't make decisions, right? Proper decisions. You're for dinner, you're getting this. Yeah. You know, that's exactly. what you're getting. You every, give them
1: a choice, they'll eat pizza every day. The adage right. is true. Give them an inch and they will take a mile.
0: Right. But anyway, Oh, yeah. anyway yes oh sort of talk about not just talk about climate change we're gonna get the children involved and in what we can do to change and
3: it's world. not like so so you know what they're gonna do is they're gonna lead the children into like suggesting something as a class that is like exactly what Bill Gates wants and then they'll like parade it out they're like look what these brilliant children at the all black elementary school came up with and we have to implement it and they're so smart and like it, that's gonna be one of their little games they play. Oh, They're yeah. so
1: smart while well, they have no water in Jackson,
0: Mississippi. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, come on. All they did was just go down and turn the water on. Right. Like, literally, <laughs> li- literally, that, that, dude, that thing, properly. whatever that thing is, that orc. It's Lizzo. I mean, it's not Lizzo. That is not Lizzo. <laughs> Lizzo is a, Lizzo is like a seven compared to that.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm going <just>, say, no, compared <sighs> to that. Compa- look at like, it.
1: Comparatively, it's gross.
0: Comparatively, look. That's like comparing. Okay, that is Lori Lightfoot tier monstrosity. Okay,
1: <sighs> that's that's like Lori Lightfoot. So that's like an old one that serves whatever old one is about gluttony.
0: Sure, but what I'm saying is that. It's like thing, Lori
1: Lightfoot ate Lizzo.
0: If if Silicious Crumb was a fat black woman. <laughs>
3: Salacious that's like a black woman's name. She
0: was
1: Salacious. Oh, with an apostrophe. Yes. It's yeah, it's Salacious. S, s, s a h apostrophe L A S H E E.
0: Yes. No, S-U-S. it's probably just s apostrophe cuz that's uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> S apostrophe L A C I U S C I O U S S L A C I L U S. Oh.
4: <laughs> All
1: right. Anyway, can we, can we end on one more? We are one. Yes,
0: we are. Yeah. We, do you want to
3: do which one? The fake space one or mm, what? Let's do the no, fake. No.
1: I was gonna say the uh, the rabies vaccines.
0: I don't know. Yeah. Oh, so here we go. The USDA. This is I don't know, man. This is weird. This is from last month, uh, end of August. This came out. US, yeah, Department, U.S. Department of Agriculture is dropping 4 million packets of oral rabies vaccines in 13 states all along the eastern seaboard. The goal is to prevent raccoons from spreading their strain of rabies to states where it hasn't been found or isn't widespread. Now. It's a it's Sounds a vaccine like testing something. Yeah. The oral packets, which are coated with fish meal to attract wildlife, are being dropped from planes in rural areas and from vehicles in urban and suburban areas. March, yeah. In March, 13 people in South Carolina were considered potentially exposed after a bottle feeding or giving medicine to a sick calf that turned out to have rabies. Last year, five people in the U.S. died from rabies, which is the largest number since <laughs> 2011. Five whole people. Wow. Five need to do whole something. people. Right. Four one of the deaths stem from in contact with bats. Okay, hold on. Four of the deaths stem from contact with bats. And one person was bitten by a dog while traveling in the Philippines before returning to the U.S. Some of the contact, people who contact with bats didn't even realize they'd been bitten. And others refused vaccines. Based. So, yeah, based. <laughs> but what the fuck? So, what we're going to do. Okay, so uh, the World Health Here we go. About 60,000 people die from rabies worldwide every year, mostly through dog bites, according to the World Health Organization. The World Health Organization has set a zero by 2030. There it is. Goal to end human deaths from dog related rabies by vaccinating all dogs against the virus. Vaccinating dogs. It doesn't say all dogs. Oh, I said that. Okay. My bad. By vaccinating dogs against the virus. My bad. Last want thing you need is to be exposed lies again. I lied. They want to vaccinate everyone. What they're doing is they're dropping four million rabies vaccines into the wild.
1: Well, that sounds safe. So, well, what I'm trying to figure out? Okay, so these packets are coded so that they'll be eaten.
0: Yes. There's rabies okay, how vaccines many
1: inside. How many of these are not going to be eaten? Come on, they have they have to run the numbers on that.
0: I don't know, but it's the, but enough that what if a, what if some piggy ass raccoon sits there and eats like there's a pile of them and he just eats the whole pile is he going to overdose on rabies vaccines or is he going to turn into like some 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 uh, spider-man style like giga Vax? giga yeah <laughs> giga dude can you imagine imagine okay a, 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 a raccoon hopped up on rabies vaccines right <laughs> i'm talking like a raccoon Tiana. like a rat like one of them big raccoons right like one of them really really big ones you're talking like 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 40 50 pound raccoon he's eaten probably like probably like 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 four or five miles They drop these things in trails right th- th- through the trees this thing's been following these things like et and the reese's pieces and he's just picking them <laughs> up and eating them and eating them and eat like hansel and gretel through the woods and he finally gets to like north carolina from say i don't know um pennsylvania right and it's come down from Pennsylvania, following this trail of fucking these these delicious fish meal coated rabies <laughs> pills right and now he's this gigavac super fucking raccoon just just tearing shit up in asheville
3: right and then gigavac he steals your coon, girl's garbage it up.
0: and he's gonna take your girl's garbage can what you gonna do right
2: right dude a mega imagine megafauna raccoons i don't want to I don't want to fight them. Right? Just like big out there, just just
0: out there, just like on your tree, looking at you, just just. Oh, oh.
1: (laughs) I had to slap your GF's trash can.
0: Yeah, right. (laughs) Just (laughs) this giant raccoon slaps your girlfriend's (laughs) trash can's ass. What you gonna do about it? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm just imagining, uh, like a, a raccoon that is the size of Rich Piana, just like
0: holy shit, dude! Could around. you imagine <laughs> just this big ass <laughs> stumbling around on tiny little calves? Like it Rich- looks
1: like an anime character. Uh, right?
0: That's what I'm imagining. Oh my god, looks like SpongeBob and Patrick, and they got all buff. And to
1: be to be realistic here, so imagine these things—they get like half eaten, and some kid, yeah. You know, we've had to lock up freaking Tide Pods now because kids were eating them. Now now it's going to be the new TikTok challenges. Go into the woods and find a (laughs) freaking rabies packet and eat as many as you can.
0: Right. Get Gigavaxed, like that big raccoon in North Carolina that tore up that bookstore.
1: Don't you want to be like that, (laughs) kid? I'm
3: still picturing that giant raccoon just busting through someone's wall like (laughs) the Kool-Aid man. Yeah, right. (laughs) Stealing their trash.
1: Stealing all their trash. What just happened? One just happened to get raked up through someone's leaves and put into their trash can. Right?
0: Yeah. Dude, this giant fucking raccoon just smashes into it. Literally making <laughs> cryptids. Right. Just breaks your fucking garage door down. It's like, <laughs> this is for the cotton candy.
1: Is this is this like Planet of the Coons then? Remember like, does anybody this, remember the so, cotton candy? I mean literally, kind of. Is this how they like achieve
0: sentience this is and Planet like, of full the Coons. speech? Yes. This is literally Planet of the Trash Pandas. How it starts. <laughs> this is do you want do you want giant radioactive trash pandas? Cuz this is how you get giant radioactive trash pandas. There are a
1: couple we're, good we're show beyond, titles in there, Gronyak. Yeah. We're beyond clown world, we're beyond
0: piss earth. Yes. We're now in Coon Realm. Coon Realm. Coon Realm. Ra- Are you writing these down, Grognak? There's like Guard five of them. Guard your trash with your life. Hide your trash. They're all <laughs> going in the Monster Manual. we tipping everything. he tipping everything in this neighborhood. Hide your trash. Hide your wife.
3: <laughs> hide your wife, trash. Well,
0: oh, I, my God. They came in and dumped the trash. Well, obviously... <laughs> we have a trash panda. We have a trash panda epidemic. It's not like the pandemic, which is over, cause Biden said so. All right. That's yeah, it's a trash
3: pandemic.
0: All right. Anyways, yeah, it was a trash panda. Pedi- well, Biden, that's another thing. Right? at the end of this, but Biden said that the. Um, oh yeah. That the yeah the pandemic is over. COVID. Hey guys, yeah. pandemic's over. Woo! Right, and people Go and Biden! idiots like Keith Woods, Keith Woods are having touchdown dances over this shit. Oh my god. Like, yeah. Like, like, bro. They literally do the thing where they ignore everything they've said up until this point. Yeah. And they pretend they didn't say it. Fucking idiots. Anyway, all right, let's get out of here. There is a Necronormicon. Dogbot. Dogbot. Will be joining us for the Necronormicon. Dogbot. Dogbot. Yes. Uh, (laughs) He'll be reading the Necronormicon at the end of this. We will see you this weekend. We have an awesome guest for you. Oh,
3: uh, yes. Gonna yes. It's like going to be a lot th- of fun.
0: I would like to thank Hudson, Reinhardt, and Grognak for showing up tonight.
3: And, Absolutely. Uh, it's yes. been fun, boys.
0: We will see you this weekend. Uh, anything else on the way out the door, guys?
1: Uh, no. Thank you to everybody who donated tonight. Negative oh, yeah, zero. Was, um, and everybody else. We actually had an EMP dropped on us early on. So thank you very much. Don't forget oh, to yeah. go to paranormies.com. Check out our shirts over at Dissident Apparel. Check us out on Telegram. All our
0: links are on the website. That's right. That website is so pretty. I'm looking at it right now. I know. It's so I cool, know. man. I like it. It's like, yeah. And I know the guy that did it. Oh wait, it's my it's my website. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, and I know the guy that did it. Yeah, and oh. his bro- and his brother.
1: And one last thing, too, and I'm just pulling it up just to make sure somewhere. No, it is not. I guess not. Okay. What's that? Uh, don't forget. Well, our email's on the website. Don't forget to email us if you have a weird story, if you have a life yes. that you shouldn't have lived past a certain point because you've had so much crazy stuff happen to you, if you've ever seen a dog man or maybe a rabbit gig of X trash panda. If uh,
0: Absolutely. If you've ever seen to ghost. If you've ever talked to yeah any occult paranormal type stuff um i mean if you're still into setting up uh shrines and trying to talk to dead people we don't really want to talk about that but if you've done it in the past and you don't do it anymore don't bring that weird energy here but 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 no bring us the old stories though please we want to hear those
1: Yes, join us around the campfire. Please just put uh, campfire somewhere in the email or the subject, and we will get back to you. Thank you all very much.
0: Yes, also, J-Man sent us a story we got to go over. Uh, I need to get that into the prep chat. But yes, thank you for the story, J-Man. That will be going on a campfire soon. We have one in the hole. It'll be coming out also soon. So look for that. All right, we will see you this weekend. Later. Time travel makes you
4: gay. The coming insurrection by the Invisible Committee. The sixth circle, the environment, is an industrial challenge. Ecology is the discovery of the decade. For the last 30 years, we've left it up to the environmentalists, joking about it on Sundays so that we can act concerned again on Monday. And now it's caught up to us invading the airwaves like a hit song in summertime because it's 68 degrees in December. One quarter of the fish species have disappeared from the ocean. The rest won't last much longer. Bird flu alert. We are given assurances that hundreds of thousands of migrating birds will be shot from the sky. Mercury levels in human breast milk are 10 times higher than the legal level for cows. And these lips which swell up after I bite the apple but it came from the farmer's market. The simplest gestures have become toxic. One dies at the age of 35 from a prolonged illness that's to be managed just like one manages everything else. We should have seen it coming before we got to this place, to Ward B off the palliative care center. We have to admit it, this whole catastrophe which they so noisily inform us about doesn't really touch us at least not until we are hit by one of its foreseeable consequences it may concern us but it doesn't touch us and that's the real catastrophe there is no environmental catastrophe the catastrophe is the environment itself the environment is what's left to man after he's lost everything To those who live in a neighborhood, a street, a valley, a war zone, a workshop, they don't have an environment. They move through a world populated by presences, dangers, friends, enemies, moments of life and death, all kinds of beings. Such a world has its own consistency, which varies according to the intensity and the quality of the ties attaching us to all of these beings, to all of these places. It's only we. The children of the final dispossession, exiles of the final hour who come into the world in concrete cubes, pick our fruits at the supermarket, and watch for an echo of the world on television. Only we get to have an environment. And there's no one but us to witness our own annihilation as if it were just a simple change of scenery to get indignant about the latest progress of the disaster to patiently compile its encyclopedia. What has congealed as an environment is a relationship to the world based on management, which is to say, on estrangement. A relationship to the world wherein we're not made up just as much of the rustling trees, The smell of frying oil in the building, running water, the hubbub of schoolrooms, the mugginess of summer evenings. A relationship to the world where there is me and then my environment surrounding me but never really constituting me. We have become neighbors in a planetary board meeting. It's difficult to imagine a more complete hell. No material habitat has deserved the name environment except perhaps the metropolis of today. The digitized voices making announcements, streetcars with such a 21st century whistle, bluish street lamps shaped like giant matchsticks, pedestrians done up like failed fashion models, the silent rotation of a video surveillance camera, the lucid clicking of the subway turnstiles. Supermarket checkouts, office time clocks, the electronic ambience of the cyber cafe, the profusion of plasma screens, express lanes, and latex. Never has a setting been so able to do without the souls traversing it. Never has a milieu been so more automatic. Never has a context been so indifferent and demanded in return the price of survival such an equal indifference from us ultimately the environment is nothing more than the relationship to the world that is proper to the metropolis and that projects itself onto everything that would escape it the situation is like this they hired our parents to destroy this world and now they'd like to put us into the work of rebuilding it to add insult to injury at a profit The morbid excitement that animates journalists and advertisers these days as they report each new proof of global warming reveals the steely smile of the new green capitalism in the making since the 70s, which we expected at the turn of the century, but which never came. Well, here it is. It's sustainability. Alternative solutions, that's it too. The health of the planet demands it. No doubt about it anymore, it's a green scene. The environment will be the pivot of the 21st century political economy. A new volley of industrial solutions comes with each new catastrophic possibility. The inventor of the H-bomb, Edward Teller, proposes shooting millions of tons of metallic dust into the stratosphere to stop global warming. NASA, frustrated at having to shelve its idea of an anti-missile shield in the Museum of Cold War Horrors, suggests installing a giant mirror beyond the moon's orbit to protect us from the sun's now fatal rays. Another vision of the future, a motorized humanity driving on bioethanol from Sao Paulo to Stockholm. The dream of cereal growers the world over for it only means converting all of the planet's heritable lands into Soy and sugar beet fields, eco-friendly cars, clean energy, and environmental consulting coexist painlessly with the latest Chanel ad in the pages of glossy magazines. We are told that the environment has become incomparable merit of being the first truly global problem presented to humanity. A global problem? Which is to say, a problem that only those who are organized on a global level will be able to solve, and we all know who they are. These are the very same groups that for close to a century have been the vanguard of disaster, and certainly intend to remain so, for the small price of a change of logo. That EDF had the imprudence. To trot out its nuclear program as a new solution to the global energy crisis goes to show how much of the new solutions resemble the old problems. For secretaries of state to the back rooms of alternative cafes, concerns are always expressed in the same words, the same as they have always been. We have to get Mobilized. This time, it's not to rebuild the country like in the post-war era, not for the Ethiopians like in the 80s, not for the unemployment like in the 90s. No, this time, it's for the environment. It's thanks to your participation. Al Gore and the negative growth movement stand side by side with the eternal great souls of the Republic due to their part in reinvigorating the little people of the left and the well-known idealism of youth. Voluntary austerity writ large on their banner, they work benevolently to get us ready for the coming ecological state emergency. The globular, sticky mass of their guilt lands on our tired shoulders, pressing us to cultivate our garden, sort our trash, the eco-compost, the leftovers of this macabre beast managing and phasing out of nuclear power excess co2 in the atmosphere melting glaciers hurricanes epidemics global overpopulation erosion of the soil mass extinction of living species this will be our burden they tell us everyone must do their part if we want to save our beautiful model of civilization we have to consume a little less to be able to keep from consuming We have to produce organically to keep producing. We have to control ourselves to go on controlling. This is the logic of a world straining to maintain itself while giving itself an air of historical rupture. This is how they would like to convince us to participate in the great industrial challenges of the century. And in our bewilderment, We're ready to leap into the arms of the very same ones who presided over the devastation in the hope that they will get us out of it? Ecology isn't simply the logic of a total economy, it's the new morality of capital. The system's internal state of crisis and rigorous screening that's underway demand a new criterion in which the name of this screening and selection will be carried out. From one era to the next, the idea of virtue has never been anything but an invention of vice. Without ecology, how can we justify the existence of two different diets, one healthy and organic for the rich and their children and the other notoriously toxic for the plebes, whose offspring are damned to obesity? The planetary hyper-bourgeoisie wouldn't be able to make its normal lifestyle seem respectable if its latest whims weren't so scrupulously respectful of the environment. Without ecology, nothing would have enough authority to gag every objection to the exorbitant progress of control. Tracking, transparency, certification, eco-taxes, environmental excellence, and the policing of water all give us an idea of the coming state of ecological emergency. Everything is permitted to a power structure that bases its authority in nature, in health, and in well-being. Once the new economic and behavioral-cultural have all become common practice, coercive measures will doubtless fall into disuse of its own accord. You would have to have all the ridiculous aplomb of a TB crusader to maintain such a frozen perspective and in the same breath incite us to feels sufficiently sorry for the planet to get mobilized while remaining anesthetized enough to watch the whole thing with restraint and civility. The new green asceticism is precisely the self-control that is required of all of us in order to negotiate a rescue operation where the system has taken itself hostage. Henceforth, it's in the name of environmentalism that we all must tighten our belts. Just as we did in the name of the economy, our roads could be certainly transformed into bicycle paths. We ourselves could perhaps to a certain degree be grateful one day for a guaranteed income, but only at the price of an entirely therapeutic existence. Those who claim that generalized self-control will spare us from an environmental dictatorship are lying. The one will prepare the way for the other, and we will end up with both. As long as there is man and environment, the police will be there between them. Everything about the environmentalist discourse must be turned upside down where they talk of catastrophes to label the present systems mismanagement of beings and things we only see the catastrophe of its all too perfect operation the greatest wave of famine ever known in the tropics 1876 to 1879 coincided with a global drought but more significantly it also coincided with the apogee of colonization the destruction of the peasants' world and of local alimentary practices meant the disappearance of the means for dealing with scarcity. More than the lack of water, it was the effect of the rapidly expanding colonial economy that littered the tropics with millions of emaciated corpses. What is presented everywhere as an ecological catastrophe has never stopped being, above all, the manifestation of a disastrous relationship to the world, inhabiting a nowhere makes us vulnerable to the slightest jolt in the system, to the slightest climactic risk. As the latest tsunami approached and the tourists continued to frolic in the waves, the island gather hunters rushed away from the coast, following the birds. Environmentalism's present paradox is that under the pretext of saving the planet from desolation, it merely saves the causes of the desolation. The normal functioning of the world serves to hide our state of truly catastrophic dispossession. What is called catastrophe is no more than the forced suspension of this state. One of those rare moments in which we regain some sort of presence in the world. Let the petroleum reserves run out earlier than expected. Let the international flows that regulate the tempo of the metropolis be interrupted. Let us suffer some great social disruption and some great return to savagery of the population, a planetary threat, the end of civilization, whatever. Any loss of control would be preferable to all the crisis management scenarios they envision. When this comes, the specialists in sustainable development won't be the ones with the best advice. It's within the malfunction and short circuits of the system that we find the elements of a response whose logic would abolish the problems themselves. Among the signatory nations of the Kyoto Protocol, the only countries that have fulfilled their commitments in spite of themselves are Ukraine and Romania. Guess why? The most advanced experimentation with organic agriculture on a global level has taken place since 1989 on the island of Cuba. Guess why? And it's along the African highways and nowhere else that auto mechanics have been elevated to a form of popular art. Guess how? What makes the crisis desirable is that the crisis, of the environment, ceases to be the environment. We are forced to reestablish content, although a potentially fatal one, with what's there to rediscover the rhythms of reality. What surrounds us is no longer a landscape, a panorama, a theater, but something to inhabit. Something we need to come to terms with. Something we can learn from. We won't let ourselves be led astray by ones who have brought about the catastrophe. Where the managers platonically discuss among themselves how they might decrease emissions without breaking the bank. The only realistic option we can see is to Break the bank, as soon as possible, and in the meantime, take advantage of every collapse in the system to increase our own strength.